What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But real quick, you know what we got to do first. We got to have a couple words from the fine people that bring you this podcast every week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by uh, the video versions of this podcast. That's right. Experience the madness in full HD for 99 cents an episode or $6.99 a month. Get you all the episodes on limited streaming. There's nudity, no ads, and a lot less editing. So check that out today on Vimeo at www.anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is www.anwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you this week by my Twitch stream. That's right. I am Twitch streaming every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. It looks like Fridays now, too. Speaking of which, the guest this week... And I met on a Twitch stream, so we talk about that quite a bit. Come check it out at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Come hang in the chat, throw some bits down, make me do some shots. It's all in the name of fun. And last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, Vinyl Me Please has one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. And... It comes packaged with things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, album-inspired art print, and custom cocktail pairing recipes. You can't beat it. Rad vinyl, rad art, new ways to wet your whistle. And Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel any time. So sign up today at www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. My guest this week is adult performer Cody Vore. As I mentioned earlier in the pre-rolls, Cody and I met on a Suede Las Vegas charity stream where we were raising money for a sex worker mutual aid based out of Las Vegas. Cody and I talk about everything from mortality, children, Weird cartoons, and it goes all over the place. This was a really fun episode. Definitely have Cody on again at some point in the future. If you want to watch Cody and I try to murder each other in Among Us, swing by my Twitch stream on Friday nights. She regularly plays in the Swathe charity stream. In the meantime, sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy, Drinking Buddies. How the fuck are you? I'm, you know what? Not great, but I'm doing it. You know, I'm here. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> are you not great just because of 2021 or something? Yeah, it's a mix. It's a mixed bag. It's, it's a little of everything, but I'm doing, I'm doing good overall. You know, like in the long run, I'm doing good. Just it's been a, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, it has definitely been a couple of weeks for people that aren't aware. This is being recorded in yeah mid mid January twenty twenty one. So we're in the middle of the end of the world. 
potentially. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of been in the middle of the end of the world for a while now. Well, yeah, it's it's a slow boil. It's not like yeah. they, they didn't just throw us into the volcano. They're just like, here, get in this hot tub. And then they're slowly turning the heat up. And then we're like, oh, shit, it, we're going to die in here, aren't we? Yeah. And yeah, that's a good way to put it. Cause like, I don't know the movies convinced me that like, Oh, when Armageddon happens, it's going to be like one big event and there's going to be like a countdown and like everybody's, everybody's going to be fucked. And it's going to be this whole thing. And that's, um, it's not, that's not how it goes. It seems like it's, it happens in, in tragedy after tragedy that affects you know, mostly people at the bottom and is pretty unnoticeable if you're not affected by it. So, yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> 100%. They're just like, oh, no, no, everything's fine. I still have my job. I have my insurance. What are these people bitching about? Yeah. I mean, I, it's, and then, and then the stuff that does happen to you gets normalized, you know, so quickly. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, we're in a pandemic, you know, the pandemics, they, eh, it's okay. Yeah, they come and go. Yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> One of We're the, not really in a pandemic. No, no. I mean, and that's one of the strengths and weaknesses of humans is we're so fucking adaptable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's really good because, you know, we, we're in a pandemic and also kind of the world's kind of ending or maybe not ending, but like, as we know it, it's changing yeah. pretty dramatically. And like, that's not about to just suddenly stop. So we got to get used to it. But that means that people don't notice it. Yeah, people don't react properly. Like, I definitely know people that were like, yeah, I'm going to this warehouse party for New Year's Eve. You want to come? I'm like, no. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It, humans are humans are unpredictable. Yeah. I'd like to think we're a little more unpredictable, but like, cause some of this behavior is really predictable. It's some of it like just yeah. the exhaustion to the pandemic. Mm. It's pretty predictable. It's like, Oh you know, And it's also just illustrate how fucking selfish a lot of us are as, a, <laughs> as American society. Yeah. It's hard to see. It's hard to see past your own perspective, you know, well, but especially in this like really hyper individualist culture. Yeah, we're in a hyper-individualist culture, and on top of it, I, I saw someone make some posts about this the other day that really rang home. It's like, oh, most Americans see poverty as a shameful thing and a temporary state. Yeah. And see yeah. wealth as, oh, that's, a, uh, that's something to strive for, and you must be a good person if you have wealth. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. No worries. Marijuana does that for the audio audience. <laughs> it's not COVID. It's, it's marijuana. Right. Um, How is that not a shirt? How is that not a shirt for a lot of people? I feel like it's at least a mask. I I make merch. I think I'm, I know what I'm doing the minute we get off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, make that. Put that on a shirt. Somebody it'll, will buy it. It'll be on the shirt like by tomorrow morning. Good. Damn. That's That's quick. Very good. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> also marijuana. <laughs> That's short-term memory loss. Hmm, science. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really great for interviews. It makes me super sharp. and. It's okay. I've been yeah. so sloppy drunk at the end of some of these where I'm like, did I save that episode? Fuck. <laughs> Damn. But I what have... were we talking about? Oh, just, you know, seeing how you're doing and, you know. 
do, doing the pleasantries as normal people do. Just exchanging pleasantries. Okay, okay, all right. And you, you <laughs> dropped it with the honesty right off the bat. You're like, uh, I'm not doing so great. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. I, I want to apologize for that, but I don't think that's appropriate. No, so. there's, there's no need to apologize for, oh, my God, being a real person with real fucking problems. Like, Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie, you know. Right. We're not playing I mean, Among Us right now. Exactly. Because you'd know if I was lying. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of a good liar. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, do you think? It's situational. <laughs> it's one of those things that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at this lying thing. How cool. And you're like, ooh, is that, uh, <laughs> is that a good thing to be good at? Well, it's, it might not be something to be great to brag about. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Seeing as I made a bunch of successful imposter runs, like, I can't be like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Being good at lying is a bad thing. Like, uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're good at it too. I mean, also, I don't know. I guess you you stream on Twitch, so you play you play games. I don't play a lot of video games, but I do get competitive when I play games. So, oh, I can tell. I can tell. So, for the audience, uh, Cody and I met during a Suede Las Vegas fundraiser event on Twitch. You know, the glorious Xander Cor- Corvus brought us all together. Yes. And Cody definitely gets competitive during the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a good time though. I've been having fun doing those. Oh no. I, I've been having an absolute blast and I just put out a video of us from Friday's game. Oh, hell yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah I'll have to learn how to do those things since apparently now I have a Twitch account. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I look at Twitch streaming like being a nerdy cam girl. Like, oh, it, definitely. It, it has a lot of the same vibes, like people that are spending no money that make demands of you because they're you know in your stream all the time. Yeah, yeah. I I have known some Twitch streamers, and yeah, from what I gather, it's it's pretty similar to camming. Except there's a there's a difference in the um, the culture as far as as far as asking for tips goes. It's kind of interesting. Like on Twitch. You're not really supposed to ask for tips or or money. You're not really supposed to ask, but in, on cam, it's really normal to ask for well, tips. Yeah. That's yeah. Especially on cam, you got to hammer that point home. Like, hey, assholes, I'm here to make money. Yeah, I'm here to make money. Tip me. But on Twitch, it's a lot of like, oh, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it to play games. You know, I'm just so lucky that you would tip me at all. Just FYI, anyone who watches my Twitch stream, I am doing it for the money. <laughs> like good 100 percent, i am doing it for the money <laughs> good that's why there's schedules and i stick to them and i put out content i am it is a goddamn job exactly it's so much work camming is so much work and it's not just the showing your butthole part of camming that's a lot of work it's like everything else that goes into it it is a lot oh yeah i have civilian friends who ask about like getting into various forms of sex work. I'm like, maybe I'll just start camming. I can make some money that way. I'm like, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Like, be dead serious. Before you start down this road, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Yeah. I. You always have to ask that question when people talk about getting into camming or, or, or sex work in general. But yeah, yeah like, like, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what kind of camming you do. If you're doing like stream aid or something like that you can you can hop on and and make some money without like building your 
your clientele quite as much as you do on like a, a site that's a little more social like Twitch. And the, when you're doing social, social streaming, it's, you got to be consistent, you know, you got to be there on holidays, you know, I mean, you don't have to be there on holidays, but like, you're going to be there on holidays. Cause that's when people want to hang out. Cause they're, they, you know, they're they bored and alone. Yeah, they're bored and alone and 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 it's your job to entertain them and they develop parasocial relationships with you and then they expect weird things from you because they they think they know you really well because they see you all the time and you got to come up with new content like constantly and anytime that you're live you it is tiring. There is like a meter for how long that can go on for when you're like talking to an audience. It's just I mean some people can do it for a really long time but like I got to I got to stop at some point or I get tired. <laughs> the longest I've been able to Twitch stream, I think I did a 13-hour stream is my my limit at this point. 13 hours. Yeah. We used to do How how did that feel? How did that feel during 13 hours? I mean, I was so engaged in Cyberpunk 2077 it went pretty easily, <laughs> but Okay. Under normal circumstances like that would be like a fucking slog. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that's a really long time. Plus, you're just kind of sitting in the same spot. We do um we do camathons sometimes, or we used to. I mean, I mean, my like traditional camming days are over. Um, probably I'll, I still cam every now and then, but we used to do this stuff back when like my free cams was bigger, where we'd have a camathon, and it would be from it would be about twelve hours long. And um, I mean, most of the time people weren't online that long, but that's how long the event would be. And we'd all like a bunch of cam girls in town would get together, and we would just carry laptops around and 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 portable Wi-Fi and shit and and like and do weird crazy shit for like 12 hours straight and just buy a bunch of pizzas and um those were really fun but you you those those would kill me <laughs> I mean that that sounds fucking exhausting because at least while I'm doing Twitch I have the crutch of having the game to like be additional stimulus for the audience where it's like if you're on cam that long, it's you. It's fucking you. But when you're, but the camathon, it's a lot of other people too, and you're meeting them, and you're, and they're, hey, do you want to do a countdown for? We're gonna play Twister, and then you've got, hey, we're gonna do a human lube bowling, and then it's like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing. Do you want to do this with us? It's like, it's a million things at once. It's just go, go, go the whole time. But it, it's a million things that you guys had to come up with, like. Yeah, yeah. So there's that level to it where it's just like gaming, like, oh no, I can just react to what's happening on screen and react to my chat. And yeah, that makes sense. You had the much harder job. I, I... Yeah, but I feel like it's hard. Like, like I was noticing this while playing Among Us. I feel like it's difficult for me to play a video game and be like also engaged in a live stream. Is that hard for you? Sometimes, sometimes. I. It's definitely a developed skill. I'm, I'm also lucky enough that I play on two monitors. So I like my chat's right there. Yeah. So it's that helps. Like, like, it's not like I got to grab another device to be like, oh, what's happening in my chat? It's just like, look at monitor two. Oh, there's my chat. What's going on, guys? Back to the game. I mean, yeah. You've played Among Us while I'm streaming. Like, you hear me interacting with my chat while we're going. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely different from being like dancing around and like, doing nothing but entertaining the room basically. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah. yeah it's hard the, to keep people's attention. 100%, especially when there's so many other places that people can go to. They're just like, instead of like getting up for the commercial break, taking a piss and coming back, they're just like, oh, on to the next channel, on to the next, you know, streamer yeah. of whatever flavor they're looking for. Yeah, but also, you know, they're also coming in at the same rate, ideally. In an ideal world, yes. In an ideal world. Um, what do I have to look out for on Twitch as far as the... Um, pitfalls? What's or? the annoying thing? What's the annoying things about Twitch streaming? Well, as I said, like a lot of the things you run into at gaming where you get people that get these parasocial relationships with you and then just expect shit from you for nothing. Yeah. I, I've had regulars who have spent almost no money in the stream ever like being like you should really cancel your thursday streams like there's two other streamers i like to watch on thursdays so you you really should not stream on thursdays what yeah <laughs> yeah and it wasn't like it was said to me like as a statement not like even a request yeah that's really weird like they're recorded too you can literally watch it the next day if you want to that seems like a really yeah yeah <laughs> it's a really a lot to ask of somebody yeah, like oh really... hey take this day off work because you're doing something else like what weird yeah now, do you think i'm doing this just for you <laughs> person who is not spending money yeah <laughs> and once again mass slayer is looking to make money <laughs> yes yes i i am a for-profit operation yeah yeah so, Unless it's specifically <laughs> for a charity stream, which I'm more than happy to do. The Suede streams have been a lot of fun. Yeah, those have been cool. And to be fair, I'm still kind of, well, I mean, I'm not really monetizing it, but I still made fucking YouTube content out of it. So, yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still, you're still, you're still making your money, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. I mean, eventually my, that YouTube channel is not monetized, but it hopefully will be at some point and the content never goes away. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but like, so I, I'm regularly hosting Among Us game every Thursday night. So my regular players were doing commentary on our play during the Friday. Oh my God. So that's what the video is. them basically doing a director's commentary on my play from the Friday stream. That's really cool. A lot of them shit talking me. <laughs> I bet. Oh yeah. But that's, but that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's really cool of them too, to make that. Well, they had fun with it because they're just like, oh, we get to just shit talk Slayer this whole fucking game. Yeah. I mean, I was when I was turning my mic off, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you called in that last round, you called me and Xander out when it randomly yeah. happened. You had to go. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, so That's I, fair. I assassinated Cody like seconds into the last game on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, you followed me. It was quick. I was like, oh, shit. It's so bad, like, Oh, yeah. The <laughs> we're going to vote Xander and Slayer. I'm like, you... <laughs> and the rest of the group was paying attention. They should have voted one of us over that. <laughs> well, yeah, but also, like, you couldn't hide your enthusiasm. Like, it was... I could hear. Yeah, that... that's why you had to go. Yeah. That's why you had to go. Because if we had made it to a meeting, we'd be like, uh, Slayer sus as hell. <laughs> Yeah. Xander, no, at was... Xander at least muted his mic. Yep. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to mute him. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, but it was fun. It was a good ending. It, it was a good time. It was definitely a good time. For the audience that's unaware, so Suede Las Vegas <laughs> is a sex worker aid based out of Las Vegas. 
where they are raising money for mutual aid for sex workers based out of Vegas at this point. And we're doing charity streams for them. So I think this is going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, 6 p.m. On, 6 p.m. Pacific on Fridays. Pop into my Twitch stream, Cody's Twitch stream now. Or yeah, Xander's. <laughs> and yeah. watch us play Among Us and try to like brutally murder each other and while we giggle and have fun. Absolutely. You should you should 100% join us. Join Come us. On and watch us. Yeah. <laughs> Donate some money. Help some sex workers out. Like We all know you're going to spend money on sex workers anyways, so you might as well help them out. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can also just give to sex workers. <laughs> you can give money to sex workers. Give money to sex worker mutual aids. Do your own mutual aids. Donate to your own mutual aids. Mutual aids are cool. But we've been doing some good stuff, and I'm really happy about it. And we're pretty new, but we've been, like, moving quite a bit of money um, to people who need it. So, How did you get involved in the mutual aid? Um, so my friend Summer Hart is the one that, like, originally was like, hey, we should get together and, like, make our own mutual aid fund for sex workers in town, you know? And I think that she definitely did not anticipate it getting this big this quickly um at first it was just kind of like this is for you know this is for anybody in town of course but like we assumed it was kind of going to be a little bit smaller but it's growing pretty fast um so yeah summer is awesome and uh i'm really happy that she asked me and she asked me and um and xander and and my friend teague and um we brought along um melanie and um a couple other people. So, but it's just been, it's, it's been really cool. It's been really fucking, it's really fucking cool to watch something start from like an idea and become a thing. Hell yeah. And it's amazing like to watch people have follow through and passion about shit because so many people have fucking ideas and then just never follow through with them. Yeah. That's, it's really hard. I have a million ideas that I do not follow through with. (laughs) That's just human nature, especially like, depending on the you know how you're handling the pandemic you know your mental health can definitely hurt that situation like you know like oh i have this idea that would be great but just you know i don't feel like doing that like i, I yeah 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 I, and I, I think most people are going through that right now like yeah yeah it's tough and that's like you know that's the kind of symptom of like being cooped up in a place or feeling you know, depressed to feel like you can't get anything started or like everything's too daunting or, or just like putting it off, you know, yeah, I, like, got, I got time. I got time. I'll do it later. I got, <laughs> and you know, I still struggle with that. Like, you know, I pre pandemic was working quite a bit and was still me- meeting all my production goals and all that shit. And like, and then when the pandemic and like a lot of my work tried to, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have all this time to create shit. And, you know, do stuff and then like don't get me wrong i still pump out content i still pump out a new podcast every week i still i'm doing a ton of stuff i started twitch streaming in the pandemic but i also feel like with all this extra time i should be doing more (laughs) even though you just put a whole bunch more on your plate and also it's stressful you're it's it, it's harder to do stuff when it's when you're stressed out about the world yeah 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 100 percent one hundred percent, and like, and then I, me personally, I, I'll beat myself up. I'm like, oh, I didn't get that done. Like, so it's a self perpetuating yeah. cycle of like, well, yeah, I got to do more work. 
oh, but I need to like, I need to decompress, maybe just watch a movie or something. But I didn't get that shit done. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> I am so dealing with that right now. That is definitely one of the, one of the, one of the knives. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's just like, oh, I got, I'm trying to do more creative stuff and I am doing more creative stuff. It's just that I'm not doing all of the creative stuff that I had originally thought I was going to do. And, um, so, you know, I'm beating myself up for not getting stuff done on time and, uh, you were going to do this and you were going to do that. And now, now it's like a, a dreaded thing to do, right? Because you're hurting, like you're, you know, that if you start to think about it long enough to get it done, you have to remember about how long you waited to do it. Oh yeah, <laughs> 100%. What's all the creative stuff you're trying to get done? I'm just out, out of curiosity. Okay. Well, there's one thing that, I mean, we'll see if we'll see we'll see if I, if I pull it off, but I want to make a fake awards show. Cause there's the porn award season is coming up. Um, it's upon us. And, um, so I want to make a dumb fake award ceremony since every, since they're all going to be online now and they're virtual. Um, I've like started reaching out to some of my friends to send me like little videos of like acceptance speech type stuff and, and things like that to mix around. And, um, so that's something that I'm going to try to actually pull off that one. I'm like a little bit working on. I'm like, I just gotta, I just gotta do it because I Hell. like that. And I think it's doable. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What you should do is make a, like a fake podium. Cause you, you know, you can do the virtual green screens with zoom and stuff. So make a I fake... already have a green screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, but for the people you're sending it to, they're doing the award speeches. So you're using oh, okay. the same background okay. on all of them. Mm. send them the you know the fake podium well so we're gonna get into like video editing nerdness right now uh because I, I did a video back in november of me speaking behind the president of the u.s podium like just some promo video and the trick about that is i i figured out was cut the podium out of this static picture and then Podium's the top layer, I'm the middle layer, and then basically make a sandwich out of it. So if you sent them a background, like, minus the podium, and then superimpose the podium in front of them in post, then you'll have all of them standing in front of the same podium. That makes sense, yeah. That way it's not, like, different every time. Right. And then that way it looks like it's a continuous award show. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I was thinking of, I was planning on having people literally just send me videos of them from like their bedroom and stuff because I was going to be mimicking the way that they have been doing award shows this year, which has just been Zoom, <laughs> Zoom videos, except for I would, I would be probably doing some kind of um, announcing and hosting and that would include like backgrounds and podiums and stuff like that. Well, so I feel like bring more production value than AVN is. Do it. Do it. I actually, okay, um, I, I, I really liked how Pornhub did their awards show. I wasn't really able to watch it very well because it was like super skippy and I really don't care about awards shows, but I wanted to peek in on it because they had some really weird animations and they, it was, I mean, it was really absurd. The Pornhub awards were weird. What, the award show that had a plumbus says it's fucking award is weird? No. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was a trip. I was like, that was, I actually, I wish, I hope we just never go back to regular awards shows and they all look like that now. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, I'm down, like, if I have to go to an award show, I mean, I'll miss the open bar from some of them. True, true. But, but that's what conventions are for. Well, yeah. Oh. Except they don't have open bars at conventions, usually. Well, yeah, but you just bring your own. <laughs> you know, I, the, the security at the Hard Rock was so shitty last time I went to AVN. Like, I definitely brought like two bottles just onto the floor with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have done something like that, too, now that I think about it. Yeah. Just I mean, carry a big bag in. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, like, they'll open up your bag, but like, I have a laptop bag with multiple compartments. So it was just like, yeah, there you go, man. It's, and they're just like, okay, cool. And yep. like, oh, yeah, I just brought like two bottles of fucking booze onto the floor with me. Yeah. And that's like, you know, like a, a red flag. <laughs> not that they can't, not that like, I'm happy that you got bottles of booze in. There's nothing wrong with that, but they should probably have like better security <laughs> you'd think i mean but i'm also going to like the exhibitor entrance not the fucking civilian entrance yeah that's true but also just because you're an exhibitor doesn't mean that you're i mean no it, it should be better it 100 yeah. should be better but but you know i get it i get it i also haven't been going to those in a while anyway so 18 was the last abn i went to 18 yeah I might have gone undercover and just bought stuff. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, most of 18, I spent like in the media room, just doing podcasting. Like I was on the floor for like an hour, the whole show. Yeah. Cause it's just like, Oh no, uh, someone go grab someone to have on mic. We'll just keep, keep pumping out content. Like yeah, the floor is so old hat for me at this point. Like, Oh my god, it sounds so lame. Like I'm so jaded to being surrounded by sex toys and beautiful people that you know, I just didn't even want to bother leaving the media room. <laughs> but eh, I mean, when you've been to like one AVN, it's the same AVN, more or less. It is. It is. If anything, that's actually just gotten smaller over the years. Because like when I started going, it was when it was still at the Sands, like back in the day, like at the mm. actual convention center. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like overwhelming, but, and it's fun, but yeah, I can see why it's like, yeah, once you've done, once you've done it for a couple of years, it's like, yeah, okay. This is really. <laughs> well, and it's just like, I really enjoyed the fact that like back in the day, it was much more of a business to business trade show. And the fans were like, they were secondary. I mean, there's oh, still signing okay. lines, but. It was more of a like classic convention would be for for workers in an industry. Yeah, there were the the fans weren't even allowed on the floor till like later in the day most days. So it was much more like a business to business show. Like that sounds fun. It, it was good times. I mean, fans were definitely still there, but and because of the sands rules, like it sucks money wise. But people weren't allowed to sell anything either. Oh, wow. Okay. So it wasn't a giant um, swap meet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were definitely still like people signing eight by tens and shit like that, but they just gave them away. Yeah. And then we moved to the hard rock and then like, oh no, you can sell shit now. And then it became what it currently is. And then like the fact that it's in three, yeah, three different rooms. 
Yeah. Like broke it up. Like, cause back in the sands days, like someone's been coming. Four different rooms. Cause there's the upstairs. Oh yeah. Like the, 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 I, I always forget you about like the, all the kink stuff upstairs. Yeah. There's a whole, I, that, I didn't even go to that. Like the first year I went there because it was upstairs and I was like, huh, I don't know what's up there. Oh, it's, it was cool. Damn. It's cool. I'm just so vanilla that I always forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There's, there's kink stuff upstairs. And then, you know, there's the joint, there's upstairs at the joint. And then there's like the two convention rooms and they're tight. Like it didn't back in the day. It wasn't like, like shoulder oh, to really? shoulder. Yeah. Cause the sands is so fucking big. Okay. So it was a bigger venue, but also like it was a bigger event, also a bigger venue. Yeah. It was, just, well, it was also one, out. just one big room, like for everything. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds nice because, there, yeah, there's, like, the main room, and that's, like, too busy. There's, like, some big things there. It's too, too busy. You never get far enough down to that other room that you wanted to check out because there's nothing really that cool there that you wanted to see. And <laughs> it's, like, really spread out and weird. Um, and yeah. It's just tight, and it's just, like, there's so many, like, side businesses there. It was, like, in 18, there was, like, oh, hey, there's a... Porn crypto company has a booth here. Okay, interesting. Yeah. It, it, but it also just shows how the industry is changing. And who knows, like how the twenty twenty two show is going to be. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm. I the god the industry changes so fast. Well, especially now, this has been a pretty regular topic of conversation on the show. It's just like how the pandemic has completely changed the game on how the industry is running. Yeah. You know, performers don't necessarily need to go on big mainstream sets anymore. Yeah, it's 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 a big shift. I, I mean, I think it's a shift for the better. But you know, there's some some people are very obviously concerned since they run since you know that's not their business model. Right. Well, it, I think it's concerning to two groups of people: the people that own yeah. big productions, yep, and people that are lazy and just want to show up to just collect a check on a big production. Yeah. And because, because the skills required to shoot a porno and sh to show up on a set and shoot a porno are entirely different from the skills required to make money on OnlyFans, for example, because 100%. it's about, it's about branding and marketing and social media and developing relationships with your fans. And like, like, honestly, like if I could just, if I could have like the security with my job that I have just shooting porn and not having to be like a, a public figure the same way. Hell yeah. That's a good deal. You know? Well, it is. And like, I'm not knocking people that used to be able to make their money doing that way, but unfortunately it's just, we're in an it's, adapt or die situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find. It's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adapt or die. We're now in the um, um, OnlyFans model, the microtransaction um, crowd crowdfunding era. It is. Content. And because when you used to be able to just work a mainstream set and go about your day, all that marketing and all that stuff was someone else's responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, you have to interact with your fans a bit on social media, but not like to the OnlyFans level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if you if you if you had like a an active Twitter, if you have an active Twitter, that's like enough. Like that's pretty pretty good, you know. Right, but now it's just like, oh no no, you you have to 
correct me if I'm wrong, you pretty much <laughs> have to be working 24-7 because it's like, oh, when you wake up, you got to start responding to fans' demands on various platforms and shit like that. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to parse out what is work that I need to be doing 24-7 and what is work that I feel compulsed to do 24-7 because of how so how like addictive social media can be, especially when it's like your job too. I don't know how familiar you are with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a little, just a little, you know, uh, podcaster, Twitch streamer, you know, yeah. content creator. Yeah, I know a little, I know a little about that. I know that. a bit about a that. Yeah. It's like you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I've got to check my Twitter, got to check my Reddit, got to check my TikTok, got to check my Instagram. I don't check my Instagram for for what it's worth. But the other ones, <laughs> I do. Well, I do. And then you need that little dopamine hit of like, oh, hey, notifications. Oh, subscribers. Yeah. Ooh, somebody said a, somebody said they would come all over my big jugs. Thank, thanks. Okay. That's what I woke up for <laughs> today. Well, thanks, guy. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate like you. I, I gotta I gotta go and check my check my mentions, make sure I see every um guy talking about exploding on my face, you know. <laughs> see, I, I'm I'm thankful I don't get those kind of mentions. Not often. Occasionally I do get people that actually pop into my Twitch stream that are, you know, generally homosexual men who are just like, Oh, you're hot. Can you twerk for me? I'm like, you got money? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not above it. Like this stage yeah. of the game, I'm like, tip first, and they'll be twerking. I mean, it won't be a, it will not be a fun <laughs> for either one of us, but it'll happen. Yeah, that's the that's the streamer mentality. <laughs> that's what you gotta have. Right. I'm not doing it before you pay. I'm not dumb. I'm not doing it before you pay, but sure, you pay me. Yeah, you pay me. Fuck around, find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hell, I've I've had people like buy me because of. Part of my stream that's pretty regular is like you can redeem channel points for me to do shots, mm -hmm. but I limit it to four shots for free on the channel, like over a course of a stream. That makes and sense. then at that point, it's like, oh, yeah, it's 500 bits a shot if you want me to keep drinking. And one streamer was like, I'm out of whis whiskey, I have nothing to shoot. They're like, You got to have someone else in your house. I'm like, I got warm gin. They're like, Oh, we'll pay for that. I'm like, 20 bucks a shot on the warm gin. <laughs> fucking We're so raising the price on that. Yeah, it's warm fucking gin. Someone dropped down 60 bucks. I'm like, uh, here we go. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. There's a there's a whole, and I mean, it's it's a hustle, but it's it's I don't think it's I think it's hilarious and it's fun for the the person for everybody involved. But it's the like somebody somebody'll bring up a thing that's like just hard enough that you're like, yeah, that'll be hilarious if I do it. And like if I'm being paid, yeah, sure, whatever. My my friend Tegan, she kind of compared she kind of compared camming to like her whole job is like when you go to a, when you go to a bar, you go to a party and there's like a weird piece of cheese on the table. And like one person's like, I'll give you 20 bucks to eat that piece of cheese or something. I'll give you a dollar if you lick the cheese or whatever it is. And um, you just solicit the crowd until uh, the pot is big enough for you to lick the cheese. Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, this is a business. Yeah, I'm here to make money. Okay, that will make me money today. <laughs> Done. Done. Like, yeah. this won't be fatal. Done. Done. Something that 
um, one of my friends put on her tip menu that she hasn't been tipped to do. And I've put it on my tip menu. I haven't been tipped to do it, but a, a shot of dirty bong water. <laughs> so it's an expensive one. That was, that was one of the ideas. I still haven't had to take a shot of dirty bong, bong water. Maybe I'll never will. Well, hopefully you do one day. If it's an expensive one, hopefully <laughs> someone gets off their hopefully someone gets off their wallet and just like, oh, the novelty of this. Just to just to see it. I need to see it. Just to see it happen. Yeah. That's what's that's what's so cool about live shows too. Cause I mean you make a I mean, I make a lot of content. Most of the content I make is not live. Um, but live content is special. It Weird is. Weird things happen live. <laughs> and that's the exact reason why we don't do this show live. That's the exact reason. Because <laughs> a lot of weird shit, like, you know, fuck. In March, will be five years of doing this podcast. And there's been a lot of weird shit that has happened live on this, like, in person on the show. A lot of it has not made it to the internet just because after the fact, people are like, I was really fucking drunk. I really don't want that out there. And like, Yeah. Yeah. A lot they of- like to... We get you drunk. That's a streamer problem. Yeah, yeah. but there, a lot of weird shit has made it to the internet too. So you know, we're we're trying to have that balancing act because I'm always always like, if it's not too bad, like, you sure? You sure? I mean, it wasn't that bad. You sure? You sure? I mean, I'll take it down, but you sure? <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I, I had yeah. years and years ago had a bassist from a pretty big metal band on who got real drunk, and we ended up cutting like twenty minutes out of his episode. But I had to haggle for like 10 minutes and stayed in. Wow. Because it's like, yeah, he got uh, he got pretty, pretty drunk. It was good, it was good it times. Was... <laughs> it sounds like it was a fun interview. Oh, it was a blast. I mean, it also doesn't hurt that like he's a real life friend. So it was like, it was comfortable. And like, he decided to kill like half a bottle of vodka by himself. Like he slept it off on my couch. Like that's how the show ended. Yeah, okay, all right, I can picture that. Yeah, but, like, at night of, I'm like, hey, man, you sure you want me to air all this? He's like, yeah, everything's good. I'm like, I'm going to send you the unedited episode, and then you <laughs> need to, like, actually listen to this and let me know what stays and what goes. <laughs> yeah. And then he's You're like... You're a good friend. <laughs> I never want anyone to come on the show and feel like they're being ambushed or, like, they're doing anything that isn't going to be fun for them. Yeah. Like, I'm not here to hurt anyone's fucking brand. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Good. I mean, there's probably even only one thing that was potentially harmful to someone's brand, and that was, you know, the the guilty party's names were removed from the internet on that. There you go. Uh, The audience has definitely heard about this a bunch of times, but we did uh, episode 85... I had a performer on who came you know, this back when it was in person. We got drunk, and then she propositioned me in the middle of the episode. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. We went and hooked up. Okay. Came back on air and talked about it. Okay. Like, finished the episode. Everything was good. Two weeks after it was recorded, four days after it aired, she goes, uh, you need to take that down. Oh, boy. Oh, went, my God. I'm like, uh, Okay. No problem. I'll take it down. And I didn't even get as much of it as a thank you. It's like weird. I have advertisers. I have like this is you know this is my business. So I had a friend of mine, a male friend of mine, re-record all her parts, and we removed all names of who it was. 
Wow. And I mixed it in with my original dialogue and then put it back up. That sounds kind of hilarious. It is really funny because Brandon Brocato, the comedian who did her parts, has a deeper voice than I do. I... Could you, like, link me that link? Yeah, no problem. Like, that's exactly the kind of shit I like watching. <laughs> it's audio only. This is back in the day when it was just audio, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, you get to hear, you know, my very heterosexual male friend talk about what my cum tastes like. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Sounds it, wonderful. It is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever been a part of. I'm very proud of it, but it was still, like... It it's it's the line of you know good taste on, oh know, yeah, being respectful to my guests. But at, at the yeah. moment I was, in the moment I was pretty pissed off at like as not even much of a thank you when I was like yeah I'll take it down. Yeah, like, I mean, but I think if you keep her out of it so it's not public, I mean that sounds like the thing that she was most concerned about, right? Yeah, yeah, she was definitely ashamed of sleeping with me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. Was it that bad? I had a good time. I, I thought she did too. I'm like, yeah, it was, she was in my place. Like, you know, we're going to do this again. So yeah. And then that never came about. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I've said that before and then not hooked up with somebody again. <laughs> I mean, it happens. I'm, you know, it happens. I'm not losing any fucking sleep over it. Things change. Things People change. change. Situations change. Yeah. Like for all I know, like, she just got drunk and was horny and was like, he's a penis that's here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, it was flat out, like, on air, like, so are you going to fuck me or what? And, like, I literally had to stop the recording and be like, are you doing a bit right now or are you being sincere? <laughs> like, oh if you're doing God. a bit, I will just keep playing with it. If you're being sincere, yeah, we can go bang. How drunk was she? I mean, we drank. Yeah. That's, Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> like if you're doing a bit, I have, I'm not offended by it in any way, shape, or form. I will happily restart the recorder and just you know, oh, yeah. keep running with the bit. But yeah. if you're being sincere and you really want to go, I mean, we can go. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, we should probably not do it on air. <laughs> well, but yeah, after um, we finished up, I'm like, you know, we got to finish the podcast, right? We just paused in the middle of it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. But this is business. <laughs> we gotta at least do sign-offs. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Professional-ish. Professional. It just stops. Yeah. Well, because uh, it'd be a weird place to stop. Well, it was just like I paused and I came back and I read I'm like, yeah, so that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, live on air. Live is a weird time. Yeah. And the 100% why the show's pre-recorded because shit like that has happened and other things like you know plenty of people have gotten pretty naked and it was just like eh. yeah show gets a little too like these shows the remote shows they're pretty safe no one no one has gotten naked on a remote show so it, like these are probably could get away with putting on Twitch and be pretty safe but in person like yeah people have just been like I'm taking my top off I'm like okay I'm not okay these things happen there you go. Yeah. yeah. One time, sometimes I scroll through like Chatterbait or these campsites just to see like the, this, I just want to see the, I want to see if there's anything weird going on. Like, I just want to find out if there's something weird happening. One night, it was maybe like 3 a.m. I, I saw this guy in like this 
baseball hat that said Florida really big on it. And he was in a hotel room and I don't think he knew his cam was on. I think what was happening is he was masturbating to a model and like was doing a cam to cam and then didn't realize that he started streaming from his cam. And, and then he gets up and you can see him. He, he pulls out this little baggie of white powder. And of course we're like, Oh shit, is he about to do drugs on cam right now? And then he takes his crack pipe out and just starts smoking crack. And then he gets up and he takes a picture of his penis, <laughs> like shakes it, takes a picture of his penis, grabs a big gun and puts it in his bag and leaves. <laughs> that is the most Florida shit I've ever heard. And it just happened live on Chatterbait. It was at, it, there was like 10 people in the room and everybody was just like, holy shit, what did, I, what did I just watch? Did you guys at least tip him? I don't think he was able to accept tips because I don't think he was, oh, I'm, you know, no, on Chatterbait you can tip tokens. Yeah. I don't know. I think somebody was tipping him. Yeah. I hope so. Drugs aren't free. <laughs> right? Drugs aren't free. It was really weird. I mean, a lot of the people were just like, Take your pants off. <laughs> like, like dudes just trying to jack off to him, but whatever. It was just, it was a weird time. I mean, that's amazing. That is fucking amazing. That is like the most Florida. The only thing that would make that more Florida is there was an alligator involved. That was the only way that'd yeah. be more Florida. Exactly. Yeah. It was so weird. Oh no, that was the other thing he did. Okay. Before he smoked from the crack pipe, he called up his credit card company. <laughs> And just started, he didn't, okay, he didn't list his credit card number specifically, but he did list, like, his legal name and his date of birth. I wonder if he was uh, uh, disputing Chatterbait charges while he was on Chatterbait. I'm pretty sure that's what was happening, yeah. (laughs) Like, dude, you just gave your legal, like, your legal information. (gasps) Smoked crack. did Did a dick pic. Oh my God. All, oh my God. It was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad. I was like, oh, but I didn't feel that bad. No. no. I mean, there was a lot of people in there and he never got, Chatterbait didn't take him down the whole time. It took a while. It was, <laughs> it was weird. Well, see, in those situations, like if, I, well, he wasn't aware of it, but if he was aware of it and like just putting on performance art, I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. That was staged. That was staged. That's not real, not real crack. It's not real crack. <laughs> not real crack. But they don't care. They'll take you down if it looks real, even if it's simulated, you know? That's bullshit. I should be allowed to create art. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you are allowed to create art. You just can't create art on their platform. Boo. Boo. Yeah. You got to do it somewhere else. I know. I don't know where you would make that art, though. I don't know where you could get away with making that art. Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be... I don't know, man. Sometimes I have like art ideas like that where I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool. Like these little short videos, but like, they're always really explicit in some way. (laughs) Like they like, it's pornographic in nature, but like, it wouldn't be a porn video. You wouldn't go watch it on Pornhub. It's like, where do I put something like that? Where do you put a funny video or like a surreal video or like something that's like also hyper explicit? Well, I mean, it depends on your level of hyper-explicit. Like, you could technically, as long as they're not actual sexual gratification happening, you could put it on Vimeo. 
Vimeo is sounds like Vimeo is where that yeah. would go. Unfortunately, Vimeo charges you to fucking have hosting. So ooh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no ad support. So it's like, oh, that's why the videos are behind a paywall. Yeah. How was the traffic? Mm. Do you have to bring the traffic there for I, the most part? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. See, it'd be cool if there was like a platform for like explicit content that's not like that like short explicit like a tiktok but for explicit content well only fans not let you get away with that shit oh i guess only fans yeah only fans is is probably the best best place that you could do that at this point yeah but it'd be cool if it was like free it'd be cool if there was like a free live like well, you could do it like a yeah yeah something <laughs> that was ad supported instead of having to pay wallet yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> I mean, you could just give it away on OnlyFans, like just cut trailers out of it and then give it away on OnlyFans and then be like, the full video is behind the paywall. The full video, the full absurdity, so insanity. What sort of a, you know, absurd shit are you into, like movies, movies, animation wise? Like, trying yeah, to gauge it. Good question. Um, okay, did you the new the the new one that I've been watching was um, the Shivering Truth. Did you see the Shivering Truth? I'm not. I'm unaware of it. The Shivering Truth is um, a stop motion cartoon that's been a couple years old on Adult Swim. Like full on claymation or like more robot chicken style. It's. I mean, it's uh, it's robot chicken style is like fast. It's like the fast and dirty um, stop motion. This is like good, really good stop motion. Okay. Um, I mean, it is claymation. It is. I mean, some of it is claymation. It's like puppets. It's like big puppets. Um, it's really impressive, actually. I think it's really. I think it's really good animation. Um, but it's it's a really absurd cartoon, a really surreal cartoon made by um, this guy Vernon Chapman. Do you know Vernon Chapman? I feel like I heard the name, but I am drawing a blank. He's not really famous. He doesn't really want to be famous, so it doesn't seem. But um, he was the voice of Towley. Okay. And um, and he worked on South Park for a while, but then he ended up... Um, he, he also made Wonder Chosen. Okay, I know Wonder Chosen. Do you know Xavier Renegade Angel? I do not. I feel like this show is... For someone who's into... Like, I'm into weird animation, so, like, this is, like, super enlightening for me, so... Wait, you're into weird animation. I mean, How, okay, what is what's your weird animation? Oh, like I'm a huge fan of like the 90s MTV stuff like Aeon Flux, The Max, like Head. Okay. I I will put this I guess I'm going to just put this out there on the internet like a fairly regular <laughs> move for me is like when girls come over for the first time like have you ever seen The Max? And then I put on The Max, <laughs> which is super dark and fucked up animation like but it's a good gauge like are we going to be compatible to hang out? I think maybe I was too young to know the Max. Okay. So I need you to send me these links because I don't know these shows, but so, they sound. I, yeah, it's from 95. And it was on yeah. like. Mainstream. That was the year I was born. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> and it was on mainstream MTV. It's a animated version of an image comic. Yeah, that's. But Sounds it, right up my alley. And it's but it's different animation styles within the animation. Love that. And the Max is a homeless person in a costume who thinks he's a superhero. And he drifts between the real world and a fantasy world. Okay. And in the real world he's homeless. In the fantasy world, 
he is the projector, the protector of a jungle queen, and the real world, his jungle queen is his social worker. Okay. Okay. So it, and it's real dark at points. It was only uh, thirteen parts, uh, ten minutes a piece on MTV, like ten to twelve minutes episodes. But they're it's real dark and very surreal at time because like the main antagonist like knows what's happening with both Julie, who is the social worker, and the Max, but he doesn't feel like telling them what's actually going on. Mm, okay. It, okay. That sounds really good. Oh, it's great. It's uh, Yeah. It's got, like, a bit of a jazz score at times, and, like, it's really good. Did you ever watch, like, were you ever exposed to any of the liquid television stuff from MTV back in the day? Not, no. I was not an MTV kid. I didn't even have cable growing up well, until I was, like, 13. Well, and also by, like, the time you would have been, like, consciously aware of shit, MTV was not, like, the MTV it was in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Liquid television was a... 30-minute show of all, like, animated shorts. And there are all sorts of different animation styles. And really, It's where, like, Beavis and Butthead started. It's where Aeon Flux started. They're all shorts, awesome. on, shorts on liquid television that got picked up into actual series. That's pretty cool. I love... Sh- yeah, I love shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, I'm still trying... Like, iTunes has the best of liquid television, but I'm really bummed that, like, they don't have a full run somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. one, of, one of those shorts that really sticks out to me is like one called Genie Junkie, where like the main character is a pimple fit, like pimple faced nerd who just ha- happens to have a genie, and like every time he tries to wish stuff to improve his life, it just backfires. <laughs> yeah, that sounds funny. Yeah, all sorts of amazing animation. Like it's like, oh, MTV's like, yeah, we do music and just weird shit. And then there was just like, oh, now we just do TRL and we don't even play full music videos. And now we're reality television. Yeah, it's just reality TV now. Yeah, it's the decline of it. The decline of it was so, so quick and so rapid and just, uh, have yeah. you ever, like, have you ever seen Aeon Flux at all? No. So Aeon Flux is amazing too. <laughs> in its own weird subversive way. Uh, Aeon is like the original like shorts were mm-hmm. all action sequences. Like, they had no dialogue, and Aeon died in every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay, okay. And then when they got to being full-length, they're just surreal. They're they're super hard to describe. They're just surreal. Like, there's... It's one of those things where you just have to be shown. It, you need to watch Xavier Renegade Angel. Okay, I, I'm like it's it's shocking. It's crude. There's a lot of like shocking, shock, gross humor, kind of um, violence and stuff like that. Um, but it is it's really good. It's a really good show. I'm I'm a okay with that. I'm good with like weird shock violence and like it's surreal. It's really weird and it's um. It's dark, but like it's dark, and it's also funny. It's it's good. Uh, no, I'm I'm sold. I'm sold. Like this yeah. is right at my fucking alley. Right at yeah. my fucking alley. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to hear how you think about Xavier, and I will I will absolutely watch Aeon Flux and the Max. The Max. Yeah. 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 It, and I I love animation as like a medium because there's so many things you can do with it that you just cannot do with like filming live fucking people. 
For fucking real. I really wish, I really wish that like animation and live action were like on the same playing field when it came to like just everything in general. Like I wish we were just cooler in general with animation as a medium. Yeah. Unless it's Pixar, there's no prestige animation like mainstream films. For adults, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pixar gives like a little, you know, wink and a nudge to adults, but it's really for kids. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a family. They're family movies, yeah. you know. But like, it's cool to see like well animated adult movies or well animated adult shows. It's like it's awesome. <laughs> it is one of yeah. one of the biggest tragedies of 2020 for me was that they officially canceled the Venture Brothers. Yeah, I I, yeah, I saw that, and that's a pretty well animated show. One of my absolute favorites. Absolute yeah. favorites. Yeah. It's it's a great one. Who's your favorite character in Venture Bros? Oh, well, let's it's see. A tough one. It, it, it super is. Especially because, like, as the characters have changed a little bit over the years, like. Yeah, I haven't seen the last couple of seasons. I've oh. only seen maybe the first, I don't know, what, six? How many of them? How many seasons They ended after season seven, so. Okay, okay. So you're not that far Probably behind. Oliver's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But just the evolution of Hank and Dean over the, like, the whole course of the season? Or the show? Yeah. Or, they get much cooler. Well, yeah, the, they don't die as often. <laughs> but honestly, season two is probably one of my favorite seasons of the Venture Bros. Because they just get ridiculous with some of the stuff they've done, they did in season two. You know, season two is the episode where, like, they did part two to an episode that did not have a part one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is, this is amazing. I love that shit too. Yeah, that's great. They kind of did that. I, I They kind of did something like that on community. There was that one episode of um, where they, where they have the flashbacks episode, but none of the flashbacks are from any actual episodes. <laughs> no, and I love, I love shit like that. It's just fun. It, like, yeah. Hell, even Rick and Morty teases that with like shit in the intro that like some of the stuff's actually going to happen. Some of the shit may never actually make it to air. Yeah, yeah, I, and you can still tell like serious stories using these formats. You know, there's like a lot of like big production things out there right now, like your Marvel series, your Marvel Cinematic Universe, where everything's got to be hyper consistent and like there's like serious rules and stuff or whatever and and it's um it's uh sometimes you can get like the same like you can get the same or better emotional and like value from something that doesn't take its rules so seriously well i i don't think there's anything wrong with taking being consistent about its rules yeah because that the problem with not being consistent about the rules is then the writers can just go off the fucking walls with shit it's just like oh they wrote themselves in the corner since they're not being consistent with the rules they could just go out there unless it's for comedic effect i i see what you're saying i guess what i'm saying is i i think that shouldn't be the the most the primary driving factor of making your media you know i mean i mean sometimes it's good like i want a good season i want like a full game of thrones every now and then like that's great good shit you know but i want to also see more of more goofy shit well, that is so a, serious. It's accept- fully acceptable as a goofy shit, but like if you're doing like anything that's magic or like sci-fi, 
you want to mm-hmm. establish hard rules because I'll accept anything as long as they're consistent within the rules. Mm-hmm. But I'm no longer can no longer suspend my disbelief if you just throw the rules out the window because you wrote yourself into a corner or you have yeah, to do that's a, annoying. Right, you have to do sex machina your character out of yeah. whatever situation you put them into. That's just lazy writing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's for comedic effect, sure. I mean, are you, you know, familiar with the last season of Rick and Morty? I didn't watch the last season of Rick and Morty. Okay. They but you de- can ruin it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not going to ruin it, but there are definitely, like, a couple episodes where they're just, like, off all over the place with continuity and, you know, more, more, some more surreal aspects of it. It was just like, oh, yep, this, this is yeah. an interesting one. Like, there's the story train episode, which is pokes fun in a lot of shit and is a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds really cool. I'll have to. I might check that out. I've been meaning to watch that season. It just just keeps not happening. <laughs> I don't know. I, I end up watching um, some guy. Um, smoking crack on Chatterbait instead. You could do both at the same time or in the future. You have multiple devices. <laughs> I can't divide my attention that well. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. I, I know. I got to fix my screen brain. I got to be able to look at a lot of screens. Just plug in. It's the future. Just <laughs> right in. The- hey, we're going to get those soon. They won't plug in, though. Of course, they'll be wireless. Don't be ridiculous. I mean, I'm going to turn off wireless interactive. I don't want people just hacking my brain as they walk by. Yeah, fuck that. Got to be able to plug fuck in. that. That's <laughs> got to be able to plug in. No, I'm saying don't don't fuck with my brain at all. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, but. I don't know. I, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Like, I don't want people uploading a virus to my brain. But the other hand, on the other hand, it's like, are you saying like I could directly like influence, like, experience things like directly have new experiences from being plugged in or like could you do some like matrix shit yeah yeah, that might be fun maybe 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 would you do would you would you live in the matrix i mean i don't think i was going to be given a choice about it if i was yeah yeah (laughs) true that's a that's very much non-consensual would you live in a simulated reality that was better than this one who knows if we're not already in one? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, that's probably, but we don't get a choice. I'm asking you if you would choose. <laughs> well, am I choosing to live in one and knowing that I'm living in one? Or am I choosing to live in one and like blissfully ignorant about it is the question. That's a good, yeah, I don't know. How would your answer change either way? Well, I'm blissfully ignorant about it. I'm like, I get to live in, then again, utopia sounds boring. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say no utopia. You get to pick. Pick the rules. It can be an adventure land. I don't care. You know, it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little monkey paw, a little, a little bit of monkey paw. It, but it not has like, to be because I'm there's much, no way for you to predict what you're going to like. Well, that's also I'm a firm believer of like, if you have no strife or bad times, you don't appreciate the good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I 100% have dealt with like, you know, being here in LA and dealing with some mainstream celebrities, I've definitely dealt with some people that have never wanted in their life, and some of them have been pretty shit people because of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel like strife builds character. Having some struggle makes you appreciate things. 
but if I'm like master of my reality, how much do I tune? How much struggle do I really build into it? Yeah, what's the what's the optimal struggle level? Sure. Exactly, like <laughs> optimal amount of suffering. Yeah, what is my optimal suffering for me to like really appreciate things, but still have like things in life I really enjoy? Yeah, and it, I, yeah, that's a that's a good question, and one I don't have the answer to. Yeah, it feels like there must be. I mean, maybe not an exact answer, but like there, mu- there, you know, for every individual person, there must be like a better or worse, maybe, but maybe not. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> maybe not having any problems becomes its own problem, and that becomes its own suffering, and yeah, then you end up learning from that suffering. But the problem is, I, I feel like if you never have any problems, you don't realize that you're having problems. You just become a bigger asshole. <laughs> Yeah, true. I mean, I think no matter what problems you're going to, you're going to become an asshole unless you, unless you like learn how to deal with the bullshit that happens to you. You know. Yeah, I I have a like a childhood, well, a former friend, but a childhood friend who like came from some money and like, dude had no acceptance of consequences ever because his whole life his parents just bailed him out. It's yeah. like he lives in like a different universe. Yeah, when we were in our early twenties, he felt like got drunk, fell be- fell asleep behind the wheel, and like totaled his car. Thankfully, was unharmed from it. Got charged with a DUI, and then his father spent money on a very expensive lawyer, and it got you know ple- pleaded down to reckless driving. Yeah, like love how the laws don't apply to people when you have money. Right, right, and money and connections. things don't apply to you. And it's just one of those things where like, if I was in that situation, I would have been fucked. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've lived my, most of my life, you know, not expecting that there was a bailout possible where he lived his life expecting a bailout. Yeah, dude. I really think money and power, like it fucks your brain up. Well, it does. Um, but it, li- it literally does. It's like cha- there's 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 like studies they found that there are like structural changes that happen when you have power. One hundred percent. But even like the limited power we have, or at least I have. I can't speak for you, but like, yeah. There's always been food on my plate. Like I, I grew up middle of the lower middle class. There's always been food on my plate. Like I expect there to be food on my plate every day. I've never, yeah. So I would. I mean, that that's my reality. So if, like, your reality is, oh, my parents are going to bail me out no matter what I fucking do, <laughs> like, yeah. why would you expect anything to be fucking different? Yeah, exactly. It, it's it, like what you're used to. Yeah, this is just the, the climate I'm acclimated to. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's what's painful is when things go unexpectedly badly. If you were expecting the bad thing, eh, it's not, it's, it sucks, but it doesn't suck nearly as much as when you think that it's unfair, when you think that it's unreasonable, when you are not expecting it, because then it feels like it's out of your control and it's, oh, oh. Or, or you're just blindsided by it. Just, like, yeah. You, know, you don't know how to cope with it. Yeah. You just don't know how to cope with it. It's just like, what, but, but, uh, uh, but, uh, got nothing. 
gotten, you know, this is why, like, I often have said in relationship, like, romantic relationships in my whole fucking life, it's like, if something's not cool, tell me. I can deal with almost anything if you tell me. But if I got a fucking guess at it, <laughs> you know, things are going to go to shit. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to know. Just <laughs> just say so. Right, like, you are you pissed off about, like, something I did? Just tell me. Just tell me. Don't make me guess. Because the guessing is the agony. Yeah. That's, that's where, like, oh, you get so, oof. Uh, what are they thinking? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a mind reader. No, I'm not a mind reader at all. And like, but maybe I'm fucking up. I don't know. Right, am I fucking up? Or are they just having a bad day at work and don't want to talk about it? Like, what's happening here? Does this have anything yeah. to do with me at all? Ah! Yeah. And sometimes you're feeling a little more insecure. And then that, oh, it's, mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hate guessing. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. The fucking yeah. But back to the, the original point, like, yeah, you're 100% right. The money fucks shit up. And the fact that, like, there are studies that prove that if you're making over in the U.S. 70000 a year, there's diminishing returns on happiness from it. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not because, you know, they say more money, more problems. Yeah somehow <laughs> even though you can also just throw money at all of your problems but every time you throw money at a problem it's like another problem well but the thing about it is you can't throw you can't throw money at all your problems like you can't i definitely like i've never been rich i've never been rich but there are definitely points in my life where i was making upper middle class money and making quite a bit more than like my peers and my friends and it was isolating at times because like i want to do these things who wants to come with me well, I can't afford that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're you're in the situation where like, am I going to just pay my friend's way on like an expensive vacation just because? Uh, or because I want them with me? Right. Or am I going to, you know, do the vacation alone? Or it, it can be isolating to, especially if I can only imagine if you're really fucking rich, who do you trust at that point? Who do you trust, and who do you help? Yeah. Who do you like? Is it is it cool? Is like if you're gonna invite that friend on that on that vacation, you know, and you're gonna pay for their vacation, you know, how do you navigate the the power dynamic that yeah. starts to come up come up because of it, you know, um, because one person feels indebted sometimes if you're not careful, right? Or and do, that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> or do I feel? Or does the person who paid feel entitled because, like, I paid your way? Like, how yeah. dare how dare you be a dick to me in the bar? Like, you know, yeah, you're supposed like, to be my wingman, <laughs> right? Like, I was totally trying to pick up that girl. I paid your way, man. Like, that. yeah, <laughs> like it becomes weird dynamics. Like, for me personally, I pretty much just took the trips alone. I'm like, I went to uh, Australia by myself because like nobody could afford to go, so I just went. Yeah. Yeah, I want to avoid the weird power dynamics of mm -hmm. paying my friend's way. Yeah, money makes things complicated. It makes relationships complicated. It does. It does. I mean, and like, as I said, I've never been in a position where like I had a real fucking big money, like in the grand scheme of things. I couldn't imagine trying to navigate like being a fucking multimillionaire. Holy shit. Yeah. 
And I mean, still, I expect more from millionaires, but also at the same time, like, ooh, ooh, that sounds stressful as fuck. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, this new person I just met in my life, are like, are you actually interested in having an interpersonal relationship with me or are you just here because I'm rich? Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, the... Cause and that that's one part of it, you know. Yeah, I mean it's probably a big part. And then like, yeah, you're you're probably like out of touch with your friends that you used to have that don't have as much money as you because you start changing and you start, you know, having different expectations and different comforts and different. One hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I, I experienced some of that with just making nearly six figures a year. I, you know, yeah, which is not yeah. big money in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I've definitely made more money in the last couple of years than I ever thought I would. So it was, <laughs> it happened fast and it's like, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's definitely not worse than, you know, not being able to buy insulin for your kids, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a different set of problems. It's a different set of problems, but I think the, the real like cruel irony to it all is that we worship and we idolize becoming wealthy and becoming famous and becoming important and connected and powerful. And the people who are at the most powerful are fucking miserable and crazy. And like, because once the higher you go, the, the thinner and more fierce your competition is, the less you can trust anybody, the more you develop these like paranoid delusions. Nobody feels like they can tell you the truth because, because of what you can do to them. You can't have a realistic relationship with somebody when you're like ridiculously super, super wealthy. And like, you know, like it's just, it's when, how... when someone's whole career is based on, if they say no to you that the, like they may starve. Yeah. Yeah. How do you expect that person to give you honest feedback? Right. How do you expect that person to tell you that you have like a thing in your teeth? You know, like what do you, how, where do you find, like that's, you need to, you need to have like a friend from before you were up there who like can yeah. give it to you straight. And that's a really valuable resource. It but is. But also, can you still deal with handling the truth at that point? If you're surrounded by nothing but yes men, and the one guy yeah. who says you no, can you still can you handle that? Can you handle that? Yeah. But, or will you just go? Oh, but I can easily just listen to all my yes men and forget the pain of being told I was wrong. You know. Yeah. One. That's why. Like, as I've gotten older, like the idea of like mega wealth and mega stuff. Well, I've never, I've never wanted to be famous. Like, up until like I started doing front facing stuff, I was always a behind the scenes person. Like, so uh, hell to this day, I still sometimes struggle with like, oh yeah, I'm the talent now. <laughs> yeah. But there have been plenty of times where I wanted to be fucking wealthy. And mm -hmm. as I get older, it's just like, oh, that that becomes its own like I definitely don't want to be hungry. I definitely don't want to starve. I want to be comfortable. But you know, you go into like you see these mega rich homes and shit like that. Like as a younger person like, that's awesome. That like, lifestyle's the rich and famous beautiful house. And as a as an older person, I'm like, I don't want to think of how much it would cost to fucking heat and cool that place. Yeah. <laughs> or how, how long it would take to clean, to dust. Yeah. 
to do all that shit. What are you, are you gonna pay somebody to do that? You're gonna you're gonna go through fucking hiring somebody to clean your place. What? Oh, that just sounds like so much extra work. And then you have all this stuff. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like, I get I get anxious about the amount of things I have right now because like I feel like I need. What if I need to move? You know, like oh, just the like thought of like. Honestly, just the more things you have, it takes brain brain space, you know, just like, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, 100%. I, so I spent a number of years for like my corporate job, like on the road full time. I lived out of a suitcase for the better part of three years. So like I super downsized, but I still have a, you know, a fair amount of shit at this point. Like that was just in storage. And now they're like, I've gotten an out of storage. It's like, oh yeah, this is all this stuff. Um, I definitely lived without all this stuff, but I really don't want to give up this stuff. <laughs> And, like, I have a, uh, I mean, I've talked about this briefly on air recently, but, like, I have a, you know, exit strategy to Australia if shit really goes sideways. And, like. Good job. uh, I mean, like, I I guess all my sex is not all mediocre. Someone I slept with seven years ago is willing to marry me, so. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Nice. One night stand that, well, I guess. It's not technically a one night stand if we stayed in contact, but we only slept together one time in Tokyo like seven years ago. But she's an Australian national who's willing to marry me. So good. Yeah. yeah. Good shit. That's my pop smoke if worse comes to worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's a solid plan. But <laughs> it was like, well, how am I going to get my stuff to Australia? But like, what do I, if I just am like popping smoke and like running away to Australia, what do I take with me? Yeah. What are you gonna bring a whole U-Haul out there? You know, yeah. like a like a whole shipping container full of your stuff. She's like, well, you know, when my parents moved to New Zealand, it was only like five thousand to you know move it from Australia to New Zealand. I'm like, yeah, that's not the states to fucking Australia. Like, I, I'm not. I'm obviously not wealthy if I'm popping smoke and running away from America right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is your. These are extreme circumstances. It's not going to be easy to arrange your your carriage across the whole the pacific yeah yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah so yeah you gotta leave that stuff behind i and, know it, yeah but it, and it's also just like as like you know i've had older family members die like you're not taking any of this shit with you Mm-mm. Like, no and even if it has extreme sentimental value to you now it's probably not going to have that much value to the people that, you know, inherit it from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we would all be happier if we had less shit, probably. As we get, like, super morbid on what's supposed to be a fun show. Yay! This, um, this is my favorite stuff to talk about, so... Well, I'm here for it. I'm obviously here for it. <laughs> yeah, just, Yeah. So apologies to the listeners if you were expecting Cody to have a to be um more silly or lighthearted, I guess. Like, we came here for Less Cody serious. Cody to, to talk about like you know sexy stuff. Like, no, no, no. We're talking about inheriting shit after we die. <laughs> yeah. I have this I have this I have this friend of mine who's um who's a lot older. She's she's in her eighties and she always tells me she's like you need to get your will done as soon as possible because when people die and they don't have this stuff worked out because they didn't want to think about their death, <laughs> it's a mess for everybody. Oh, 100%. Um, my dad died three years ago and like 
he had no estate plan, like no will, no nothing. It was a fucking nightmare. It was a goddamn yeah. nightmare. And that's horrible. It shouldn't be a fucking nightmare when you're when your family member dies to deal with the things that they left behind. That's yeah. such a kick you while you're down situation. But I'm yeah. sorry about your dad. Yeah, that's part of life. It is part yeah. of fucking life. And exactly. If 2020, 2021 has taught us fucking anything, like this shit is super not guaranteed. Like <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I even before the pandemic, I was like, yeah, this shit's not guaranteed. Like statistically you could die in an auto accident much more likely than you will of COVID. Yeah. And we still don't, but, but we're so used to the car accidents. We don't, we don't think about it. We just, because it's so hard to think about your own mortality. Like, geez. Oh yeah. It's, it's super rough. It, you know, it's not like, Oh my God, I'm so comfortable with like, I'm a fucking samurai. I'm like, I accept death daily. No, no, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. Yeah. Somebody says that. I always think like when people are like, I'm not afraid to die. And I'm like, you're fucking lying. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're lying or you're delusional or, or, or you're suicidal, which is also a shitty thing. But even then, I, if you're suicidal, you're still afraid of dying. There's still this like fear of yeah, I, I, the people that are suicidal, just for whatever reason, decide that the pain of living is worse than the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that they're not afraid. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm not promoting suicide in any way, shape, or form. No. Let's put that out there. But yeah, of people that are actually go through it that are pretty fucking brave. They're willing to just step out into the fucking black, the complete unknown, to avoid what their perceived pains are in this world. That's pretty fucking brave. It's an it's a it, it's hard to imagine, kind of. Yeah, one one hundred percent. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, like that the pains of this world are so fucking bad that you're willing to just be like, I, I, I want to escape this any way I can. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I feel like I need to hit this song again. <laughs> like, I'm going to come on this fun podcast. We're going to not talk about porn stuff. And then holy shit, we're into suicide. <laughs> Suicide, yeah. yeah I mean, Isn't that a song? <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's few out there about that, but when people are like, "Oh, they took the cowardly way out," I'm like, "No, they 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 took a giant, you know, step into the unknown." And like, I don't know. Yeah, I, you can't you you can't know it no. unless you're there. You know, exactly. Like you can't. Yeah, you can empathize with someone you can, but you don't know. You just don't you know. just don't. Yeah. 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 How can you know until you tried? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never tried. I am a firm believer that this is the whole show and like, there's nothing after this. So I'm in no rush to get off the ride early. It's pretty short as is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, I agree with you and I am, I'm, I'm on that, that, that train too, but you know, sometimes Sometimes when, when your mental health gets really low, it's like, it's hard, you know, it's really, and, and everything just looks different. Like the, the whole world changes colors and it's a bizarre, it's bizarre. It's like the stuff that you thought made sense stops making sense. Well, and I totally get that. And I'm only speaking from personal, you know, my personal beliefs, like 
Yeah. And it's not like that I haven't been depressed or fucking super bummed out in my fucking life. But it's oh, just, yeah. It's just like, I, whenever I'm in a super dark moment, it's like, yeah, I'm, this is going to be over before I know it anyway. So I might as well stick it out and see what happens instead of, you know, embracing nothing. Yeah. 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 Totally. I see what you're saying. And the thing about it is, like, you know, in my 39 years on the planet, like, as much as you can't see it in the moment, I've endured whatever. Like, you know, as much as in the moment, it's like, oh, this is horrible. This is miserable. I can't, you know, it's like, oh, with enough time, we're very adaptable as humans. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the adaptability, yep. full circle. Yep. But, like, because, 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 yeah, I think that's why, like, I mean, you do, like, I think that once you go through hard, after going through a couple of hard things, it gets easier to get through future ones because you know that they end. Yeah. Like, you know that things change. Not not necessarily that this horrible circumstance is going to go away, but that that, that you will move on. Yeah. That, that something, things will things will go back to a stasis of some kind, you know, and you'll... Yeah. You'll, you'll get you'll, there. You'll get on. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, on an emotional level, it's sometimes impossible to fucking see that. It like, is. You just have to, like, on a conscious level, remind yourself, like, oh, man, we've been here before. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fucking hard. It's 100%. Hard. Um, and I've, I, 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 have you seen, um. The Midnight Gospel. Did you watch The Midnight Gospel at all? I did this not. Year? Did you see anything about it? Mm-mm. I'm unfamiliar. Okay, so, so this is a surreal adult cartoon. Nice. It's new. Um, this one is actually by Pendleton Ward, who made um, Adventure Time. Okay. It's and it's a it's um, done by Penn Ward and uh, Duncan Trussell, who runs a. I know who Duncan Trussell is. So you know who Duncan Trussell is. Yeah. So his podcast, um, the Family uh, Hour, or the, the... Fam- the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Yeah. So he does episodes of the podcast, and um, Pendleton, because Pendleton Ward was a big fan of his stuff, and um, they created a cartoon podcast together. Nice. So it's so it's like um, a couple of different podcast guests that um, Duncan Trussell has. Duncan has this character in this like fictional universe where he's a he's a universe farmer. So he lives out in the Milky way and he has this device that creates multiverses. And so he can like the idea, like the universe farmers, they go in and they take, take things from these other universes to sell back in this universe or whatever. But he's, he just has one machine and he's going to be a podcaster and he's going <laughs> to go off into these other universes and find people to interview for his podcast. And that's, that's awesome. That's the, and it's awesome, and you'd love it. Oh, I, I will yes. definitely check it out. I will. <laughs> and that one's on Netflix. Okay. No, I'll definitely check that out. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's pretty pretty great. And it had something to do with what you were saying, but I, I'm, I mean, there's a lot in those episodes that kind of relates to this whole idea that we're talking about. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I got to check that out now. Like, God damn it. Like, no, the... Now, yeah, I didn't know you listened to the Dun- Duncan Trussell. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I partake of psych- psychedelics, you know, once in a blue moon. Yeah, same. <laughs> <You> gotta, 
the, you, you gotta, you gotta, uh, take care of your head, you know? Yeah. Uh, 20, like I had not done like any psychedelics since like 20. Well, shit. Okay. I'm lying. Uh, no, 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 I'm not lying. Up until <laughs> in 2017 was like the last time I had done psychedelics. I did, uh, psilocybin truffles in Amsterdam. Ooh. Okay. That was fun. It was a good time. That sounds interesting. They're perfectly legal there, so you can just walk into a shop and buy them. Hell yeah. So <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Can't buy mushrooms because mushrooms are illegal, but truffles are fine. Mm-hmm. Apparently some tourists, like, mm. years, like from what the locals explained, some tourists, like, freaked out. And, like, they're like, eh, we need to, uh, but they're like, truffles are fine. <laughs> <laughs> truffles are fine. Yeah. So you can. Weird. And unlike getting like shrooms in America, like they're not dried. Like so, you're just eating wet truffles, like out of a like vacuum sealed bag. How does that taste? Not great. Did you? Anytime I eat mushrooms, I get I I almost throw them up. I usually have to swallow the throw up. I can't get I can't get the mushrooms down. Not not plain. Not plain like that. Oh really? You gotta like what, put them on some food or something. You gotta put them on like a sandwich or something. Yeah. yeah. I can just I can that. Just, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm able to. Uh, and then 2020, like pre-pandemic, like uh, definitely like dropped acid for the first time in a while, like on my birthday. Like, oh yeah, I used to really enjoy this shit. And then like throughout last year, it was just like, oh yeah, I'm just doing mushrooms semi-regularly just because like headspace. Yeah. It's helpful. You can like really dig around in there it's it's a it's it's helpful it's a it's a it's like a step ladder into your baggage (laughs) to unpack your baggage because that's what it's there for but um and like you can get there without it but it's like a little it's like a oh no i need a step ladder like like a stool yeah (laughs) yeah yeah uh when was the last time you partook well okay the last time it was um, a little bit of DMT. I'm um, very I don't jealous. Know if you DMT. I have. I'm old and I have not had DMT presented to me, so I'm I'm sad about these things. I, yeah, I, I, somehow I have found DMT twice now, um, <laughs> and uh, um, I I still haven't like ascended um, <laughs> on DMT. Um, I haven't taken that much DMT, but it is, it is, it is a very, very lovely drug. (laughs) 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 Although I I also am a big fan of acid, but I don't think that I'm as like introspective on acid as I am on DMT or on shrooms. Like, I feel like acid is fun. I have a lot of fun on acid, but I don't, I'm not. I'm not as it's not as much of a soul searching situation as it is with. I, I other- agree with that. Like acid is like, Oh, I'm having a blast. I'm having a good time. But like shrooms. Well, and I also, I, I think part of it is just, I think 2020 for me was like the first time like, all right, it was like, Oh, I'm using shrooms to be introspective instead of just being like, I'm going to get fucked up and have a good time. Yeah. Like, that I think the headspace difference. So, so like when I dropped acid on my birthday, it was pre-pandemic. Like I'm just having a good time. Like oh, I'm gonna just drop a fucking tab of acid in the fucking bar while I'm you know, out having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to have a good fucking time. Exactly. Here. Acid is for like 
oh, I want to go on a roller coaster on acid or I want to do this on acid. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> so what was the DMT trip like? DMT, DMT is wildly visual. It's super short. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, it doesn't last very long. It's very, like, you get visions really quickly, at least in my experience, you know, I start to, like, everything grows eyes or, or whatever, but, but it's mostly, it's something like, something that you generally kind of, well, the way that I have done it has been to, like, shut the world out, kind of, and just go in, and, um, and that feels comfortable. Um, and I, then, then you get some really vis- some really beautiful, you know, sacred geometry patterns coming out at you. And, um, and the first time that I had done it, the first time I had done it, I had this thought in my head that was like, wow, like, I can't believe my brain does this. Like, I can't believe I have this in me. And then this voice came from in my brain and and it said, you don't have the power I do. (laughs) And it was like this humbling, like, oh, it wasn't scary. It wasn't scary. It was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't me, the, the me that I call me. This is a different, this is a different entity. And, and this is where we're, this is where we're living right now. And, um, and that voice, um, usually it's, it's like a, it's a sweet nurturing voice, but it's persuasive. It's not like an evil whispering voice. It's like a, it's like, it like started like asking me to do more. It was like, do more DMT. You want to go further, go further. It was the the white rabbit. It was like, follow me down the hole. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, come play, you know, except this is scary, but not, it's not, it's safe, you know, it's come on. But, um, the other thing that I have experienced is that I will experience the thoughts and feelings of like, you could just die right now. You could let go. You could totally let go. And I think that's a normal thing. And if I had let myself die, I would have ascended. (laughs) But not die in real life, die in ego. Right. (laughs) And, um, but, but, uh, but usually I don't die. I don't have this. I don't have the, I'm like, "Ah, I think I'm good on dying today. It's like, well, you could just slip away, you know, be pretty easy. You could just stop existing if you wanted to. (laughs) It's like that that scene in uh, red dragon where Hannibal Lecter is like, it's like slipping into a warm bath. Just let it happen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So what's interesting about DMT is it's the only, it's like one of the only psychedelics that like we all produce DMT in our brain and we produce it when we die. Yep. So I guess it's nice to know that the voice guiding you to death when you die sounds like, like a nice little, (laughs) at least for you, at least for you, who knows? (laughs) At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me. I know when I die, it's going to be like, Hey, it's okay, buddy. Come on. Come on. It's death. <laughs> you I mean, could just slip away. For all we know, we're just re-experiencing, like, you know, going into lighter, like, flashbacks of your life flashing before your eyes is just the DMT trip, and we could be on the DMT trip right now. We could have already done this. Yeah, that's that's possible. Maybe what's happening right now is just me remembering what's happening. Or me. What or happened. both of us. Or, or you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe neither of us are real. Or <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I, I often jo- I often joke that like you know we're just a big game of The Sims and like someone walked away from the keyboard a wa- long time ago and that's why shit's going crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is just one of millions of 
simulations being run in like very little time on a supercomputer to determine what the best course of action is for some thing. You know, maybe it's that. Who knows? Who <laughs> fucking knows? I, that's that's the wild part. Like, I totally get why people believe in an afterlife. Like, they need that comfort. Like, I totally get that. And I totally get, like, there is so much shit we don't know. There's so much Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like, to think that we... It, to have, like, to think that we know shit is just yeah. pure ego. Pure fucking ego. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's... I don't know. I, I think this is... It would not be so, like, genetically ingrained in us to fear death if it wasn't such a fucking mystery, a mystery and a bad thing. But like, there's plenty of other mysteries that like we still go after. Like people still explored the planet when they didn't know shit about what was going to be happening when they jumped in that boat and went across the ocean. People still, at some point, someone found a spare or not a fucking artichoke in the wild and went, I'm going to try to eat that. That always blows my mind. How do people learn to eat things? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, who decided that, like, an artichoke, that thistle, that fucking thistle is edible? But it's not fully edible. You got to scrape the fucking leaves off with your teeth. And, A real specific part. Right. Like, <laughs> no, there's all these things, but, like, universally, death is the one that, like, everyone's like, no, 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 no. I know the answer to that one. Yeah. Not okay, closed. Everyone does it, but not looking to explore it. <laughs> I don't want to think about that too hard there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That might distract me from punching numbers onto this keyboard at work. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, that might distract me from being a productive member of society. Yeah, it might, might distract me from dealing with, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, sometimes you gotta, though. Everybody, you know, that's the thing, that's the thing is, um, I don't know, I'm going to butcher this, but there's some kind of analogy about like walking into a room and there's a back door and there's a front door and there's trap doors. And the room is a wiggly space where you can learn about yourself and you can learn about the universe and you can learn about the nature of reality and you can learn about all these different things. And um, some people walk in, you know, they are looking for it. They're seeking out this information. They're coming in through like the front door, you know, and some people fall in through the trap door <laughs> because sometimes you learn about this stuff and you start thinking about death and you start thinking about this kind of stuff, not because you wanted to, but because it hit you. <laughs> you had no choice but to look at it. Maybe you are doing psychedelics and you thought it was just going to be fun and you didn't realize you were going to open your third eye up or something <laughs> or, you or encounter some family, you know, some trauma at some yeah. age and like, Oh, like, Oh, Hey, uh, 2.5 children in a white picket fence is not all there is to life. Exactly. Yeah. You just have a midlife crisis, life, life crisis, or, you know, maybe you have like a really big, serious, horrible crisis and you know, I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you find it all kinds of different ways. Yeah. And I totally get why people get locked into the stereotypical 
you know, high school, college, career, children path. Yeah. Because it's easy. I mean, it's, it has its, you know, it definitely has its ups and downs. It's not like, oh my God, it's smooth sailing the whole way. Obviously, you're going to ex- experience some turmoil. That's just fucking part of life. But it's still generally more comfortable than completely going against the grain and striking out on your own. Yeah. That being able to allow yourself to go against those expectations and those norms is, it, it, it's hard. It is. <laughs> it's really hard, but it's so important. That's like the, that's such an important step toward, I don't know. I, I think toward having a happier life generally, but maybe I'm biased because I'm, I'm the kind of person who was like, yeah, I'm going to quit school and do porn. So well, I think it's a gamble towards that, you know, happier life. For some people, it does pan out. Some people, it doesn't. But yeah, as the old poker saying goes, like, you can't win unless you put something in the pot. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes even if you lose, you, you know, at least you chose it. At least you made that choice. At least you're aware now of what you wanted or at least what, you know, you didn't want. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, nothing's static forever. You could, you know decide tomorrow like no i'm done with porn i'm gonna go do something else and you totally could yeah now yeah unfortunately because of society the the fucking stigmas and like you'll be you know potentially fucked on some career opportunities Mm -hmm. but yeah in a good society there'd be no reason that you couldn't just be like yeah i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want yeah yeah in an in an in a sort of ideal society in a better society yeah not even a perfect society, just a slight, you know, just better. Yeah. Well, I, I don't could. think a perfect society exists. I don't, I don't of think it's not. It's, if there's humans involved, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. But at yeah, least we in, don't know how to. Yeah. At least in a better society, you know, you wouldn't be discriminated against from like doing health work or teaching children. Yeah. It's a shame too, because really like, working with kids is a, is a thing that I really value. It's something that I used to do before I did this job. And it's something, it was the main reason why it took me so long to get into it was because I was like, this is like, I'm going to have to say no to taking these, this kind of work in the future. Like that's not gonna, it's not gonna happen for me anymore, you know? So yeah, absolutely. Do you want kids yourself one day or? (sighs) You know, I used to say no. And like, it's kind of like right now I look at it and it's like, well, I mean, we are in the middle of the end of the world. So <laughs> probably not a great time to have kids, um, <laughs> but I'm starting to get it now. And I think it's maybe it's because I started to be exposed to single mothers because I don't have like a partner and I don't have like nowhere close to having a husband, but I do like, kind of want kids, which is weird. I'm like, well, at some point, like, what if I could take care of a kid? You know, maybe I, I mean, I don't, I want to like, this is something I've been thinking about lately. I'm like, God, it'd be cool if I could have like a friend that wanted to raise a kid with me. Like, cause it's too hard to do alone. Like it's so hard. Well, it's hard to do with two people. It's hard to do with two people. And like, there's a lot of studies that show like, it don't work out so great if it's just a single parent raising the kid. It's, it's fucking hard. So like that, like, I'm like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I had like, I don't know, like. <laughs> Just, you know, find a gay friend that wants to procreate. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, or, or, or whatever, you know, I'm, I'll find, I'll find sperm. I don't got I well, don't got I don't think sperm is going to be hard to come by. Like <laughs> no. I, you woke up to a DM this morning, someone offering it to you. So like, exactly. You know, I mean, I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> and be like, I mean, you could be part of their life or you could fuck off, you know, but I'm going to, this, this, but the, the trick is, I mean, I don't know. That's such a, that's such a non-traditional way of arranging something like that. And it's one that I didn't even consider as a possibility until very recently. And I was like, yeah, that's actually, that kind of sounds fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to, I would like to raise kids, not necessarily have kids, but yeah, I'd like to be a part of a unit that raises kids. What about you? <laughs> I, I, 100% do not want children. Like for me, I, 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 I feel like if I were in a more financially stable situation, I'd possibly consider it, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty fucking selfish. <laughs> like, yeah, I am pretty fucking selfish. Travel is like one of my big fucking passions. And like, unless I was in a, uh, unless I was in a situation where I didn't have to make massive sacrifices to raise kids. I couldn't see myself doing it because if I grew up in a household where like my parents made sacrifices to have kids and like my father was a fairly miserable human being because of it. And I don't want to be that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be, you don't want your kid to be the source of your misery. Right. And like that's a horrible dynamic to have. Right. It's a horrible dynamic. And it's just one of those things where like I would try to be a responsible parent if like I was put in a situation where I had kids. So like, yeah, yeah I would buckle down. I would you know do what I had to do to make sure that like the kid had food on the table, the kid you know, got the best education possible. But I also like I don't want to have to like grow to resent somebody over that, that I have to make these sacrifices that I don't particularly want to make. One yeah. One hundred percent. What at this point is a fictitious person. Yeah, I yeah, that's 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 a really good point. It's definitely part of the loud other voice in my head that's like, yeah, not anytime soon, girl. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not knocking anybody that you know has kids. I like, I'm almost forty. I have a lot of friends that have kids at this point. Like, it's weird. Some of like my friends' kids were playing Among Us because they're teenagers at this point. It's like, wow, wow. I used to hit on your mom, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's fucking wild. It's like, yeah. you're people. Like, that's so weird. I'm old. This, no, no. You're just having kids that they're, they're like adult kids now. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're not even kids, really. Yeah, like, oh my God, by, by your age, I was getting drunk and having sex already. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Fucking weird. It's it's a weird time, man. Yeah, I know. It's fucking weird. It's a fucking, it never stops being weird. Yeah, it just gets weirder in different ways. But <laughs> I, I just yeah, and like there's been one point in my life where I like half considered having a kid because I had a partner who like already had a kid and like we were getting serious. And I'm also like, well, if I'm gonna, you know, sacrifice my dreams already to like help support her and her child. I might as well have one with her if we're going to you know, be a family. And then I panicked and bailed. Wow. Oh, that's, that's really relatable. <laughs> I, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, 
Yeah, that's fucking tough. Yeah, yeah. But like the thought yeah. was there for a second, like for someone who like most of almost my whole life were like in the point in my life where like kids were like something like, even consideration because like you know as a teenager no one thinks about like I'm gonna have kids one day. Like no one gives that a conscious thought. Yeah. And then it wasn't like till you know my 20s when like friends started having kids and like it was a thing and I was like, oh shit, this is something people do. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, as, you know, a woman, you do get, like, even as a kid, you get kind of, like, reminded, like, you're going to have kids, you know? Like, you're going to, you're totally going to have kids, and that's a thing you should think about, about how you're going to have kids. Well, and, So, it is a little different, but I, but it's all hypothetical at that point. Right. You know? Well, it's also I, super weird, because it's like, oh, your parents are talking about how you're going to have unprotected sex. <laughs> Yes. Or okay, the the worst thing it's it's like don't have any sex because you could get pregnant, you could get an STD, don't have any sex. Pregnancy is very scary. Having a kid is a very serious responsibility. Watch this video of a woman giving birth. Doesn't it look painful? Oh my god, it's so painful to give birth. It's horrible. And then you turn 18. And it's like, so when are you going to have kids? And it's like or or the, I thought it was horrible. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, like, six months ago, this was a horrible idea. Six months ago. Six months. Yeah. What changed about me that made this, like, made it suddenly where, like, I am, like, an insure, a mature enough adult to raise a child? Like, right. I, how, when did that happen? And And now, like, now that I'm, like, you know, closer to my parents' age when they had me, now I'm, like, Oh my God, no wonder. Like they they were my age when they like they were raising kids and they were they were as old as me. Like, oh no wonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like what? What? They didn't know shit. Like yeah. that is one of the scariest realizations in life when you're like, oh, your parents are very fallible human beings and they didn't really know shit either. Like because yep. as a child, your parents' word is the word of fucking God, basically. Like, what they say is fact. You don't... Uh-uh. And then, like, when you get older, like, oh, you're a very fallible human being, and you really didn't know shit about some things you were talking about. It's a fucking mind trip yeah. when you realize that. You have to rethink everything. Yeah, like, what colored this biased opinion on things? Like, was a uh, one that I realized that was super weird in, like, in adulthood was, like, you know, when I first discovered porn as a teenager, my father told me at one point, like, watching porn is fine, but masturbating to it makes you a pervert. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I mean, that never stopped me, but mm-hmm. but it's still like, what what weird life lesson is that? It's yeah. A weird life lesson. Who told him that? Right. Like, uh, yeah, and... Like, you know, our parents' generation or their parents' generation, like, wanting to pump out kids makes sense because the generation before that, all the kids weren't going to fucking make it. You had to pump out fucking kids because <laughs> some of them were going to fucking die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Got to procreate. Get on it quick. Yeah, like, 1800s, kids fucking dropping like flies. Like, you know, even the early 1900s, like, oh, yeah, polio and fucking, yeah, we got to pump out a bunch of them because... Yeah, shit's going to go wrong. (laughs) Yeah, but now it's like we have, like, too many humans on the planet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's too many of us. There are way too many of us. 
Yeah. And most of us are assholes. So. Yeah, we're pretty destructive. Yeah. Well, I, and I, you can't you can't assume that your kid is going to be not destructive because no. they are. We we are by our nature going to consume. Oh, 100%. And like the people who are like, oh, what are you going to do when you're older when you know, you know you need someone to take care of you? I'm like, there's no guarantee that if I bring a kid into this world, they're going to want to take care of my ass. Like, yeah. That's a gamble I'm not necessarily willing to take. And I think that there are ways that you can take care of kids and be in the lives of young people without having kids yourself, you know, like, shoot, you know, and, and those people can take care of you or, you know, maybe we should have a society that takes care of its elderly people. That would be cool. It's a wishful thinking situation though. You can't count on that. No, you can't. No, but there's also no guarantee. I'm going to make it to an elderly age. So what else? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? You have friends. I have friends. Yeah. I have a life insurance policy. It's cool. Yeah. My life insurance is completely set to an open bar for my fucking funeral, for my wake. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. Got life fuck insurance. Fuck yeah. What the fuck else am I going to do with it? Like, I have no dependents. Whatever. Yeah. Because you're breaking yeah. my renter's insurance, so why not? Yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah, leave out, leave leave something behind, some some money behind, to, so that it's easier to deal with all of the all the headaches of fucking getting rid of my corpse. Yeah, all of the the nightmare that is handling the death of a human being. Yeah, what are but it's just like I, I I've I've said this on air a bunch of times. It's like even if I want it, because like I don't know what values I'd want to instill in them in these days. Yeah. Because, like, I was definitely given a bunch of values that, like, in retrospect, don't play out so well in modern society. It's like, you know, work hard, play by the rules, and you'll be rewarded for it. Well, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. And who's to say that what you think is going to be relevant by the time your kid is older or, like, is even accurate now? Yeah. Well, and I, I think, I mean, I, I have some horrible lessons that I could instill that, like, I feel are morally horrible, but would actually get them heads like, look as attractive as humanly possible at all times, because <laughs> people will just want to do shit for you. Yeah. Like, it's reality. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something I obviously adhere to. Look at me. I mean, I'm like, I'm, you know, my beard's a mess at the moment. I don't care. But I understand. <laughs> you look fine. Don't. don't. Thank you. For the audio That's audio. what I'm saying. I, I make my money off of right. off of that. So I get it. <laughs> right. And you know, people will just do things for people they find attractive. Yeah. So yeah, look your best like never be out in public unless they're looking as best as possible. So, something that like I don't want to instill in a kid, but that really will get you ahead in this world. Yeah, but is that the kind of a head that you want to be? Is that gonna make you happy? Is that gonna make you well, it's going to make mean, you happy to always think about that every time you leave the house. If you know? kid doesn't know any better, maybe. Maybe. Like Maybe. If, if they're not making the moral choice about it, if they're just like, no, this is how life's supposed to be. I'm supposed to look pretty before I leave the house. Yeah. I don't know. I think th- this is, a, I don't think that there is a right way to parent. I think that every way to parent is wrong. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> some of them are more wrong than others, but they all end up fucking you up somehow there is no like there you are gonna you are gonna get something from your childhood it is just like 
Because, like, I mean, even as your parent, you can't control all the other influences in their life. Fuck no. You can't. And the more you try to control the other influences your li- in their life, the more you're doing a different harmful thing, which is, well, yeah. like, the whole, yeah. Like, the whole lawn lawnmower parent thing, you know, like, yeah. buying people's way into college and shit like that, it's super fucking harmful. It's the same reason, like, celebrities can become assholes because they've never wanted for anything. Like, oh, I don't have to worry about actually, like, working hard to accomplish a school. My parents will just take care of it for me. Yeah. Or if you, like you're just very you could be very controlling or you could be very like you would spy on them watch them watch everything that they do make sure that everything is you know you're doing it for their safety but like is that does that really make them safer <laughs> is that is that really healthy for them and then on the other hand you can not look at anything and end up missing really horrible shit that they're going through that they need you for you know there's there's a you got to hit a balance on everything and it's a push and pull and not every kid is different. And you, you, there's no way to, you can't, you can't not fuck it up. Right. And cause especially <laughs> if it's like your first kid, you have no fucking idea what you're really doing. You can right? read, all, you can read a million books. Like I can read a million books on like how to play for play fucking baseball. It won't matter until I fucking put a bat in my hand and try to actually hit a ball that I'll really realize what's happening here. Yeah, there's probably some parent right now listening to this podcast being like, oh my God, they have no idea what they're fucking talking about. <laughs> I don't. I just practice making kids. I don't actually make them. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, that's, I think that's part of my reason that I don't want to have kids because I just don't want to have to deal with that. Like, I've I figured out a lot of things in life and I want to, I, I like the things I figured out. And I'm like, that's a whole nother fucking curveball. Yeah. Yeah, I told I I really 100% get it. I definitely in a recent amount of time switched from being like definitely no kids to like maybe someday kids. <laughs> well, that, it's one of those things where like I definitely think it's on your partner like who your partner is, what your partner's desires are. Like I yeah. would never never recommend someone having a kid just cuz their partner wants one. Oh, yeah, fuck that. No. Bad idea. But, like, if you have a good partner and, like, it yeah. feels right, maybe. And that's, yeah. And that's one of the things where, like, I've kicked around having a vasectomy a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like unprotected sex. I would like to not get people pregnant. But on the flip side, it's like, will my thought process change? I mean, it hasn't yet. But you never fucking know. Yeah. Although a lot of vasectomies are reversible now. I know, but I'm already <laughs> anxious enough about a blade near my junk. That's fair. <laughs> do, do, do I want to go for like round two? Eh. Yeah, that's fair. But damn, birth control sucks. I know. I know. I, <laughs> it's one of those things where I probably, probably will end up doing it. But it, it's also one of those things where like, it's another red flag to fucking potential partners in a lot of situations. Oh, yeah. I guess I could see that. Yeah. If, if I'm, like, you know, trying to date a civilian, like, oh, yeah, and I have a vasectomy. Like, why do you fuck do you have a vasectomy? Interesting. I guess I've never dated civilian straight women. So um, <laughs> I didn't know that that would be a thing, but that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. No, well, because, like, if they have in their mind, like, what I want to do is I want to settle down, you know, have a good partner yeah. and like raise a family. Like I'm saying day one that like, that's not happening. 
Yeah. 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 No, it totally makes sense. I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Though, like I will freely communicate to any potential partner. Like I do not want kids and they may hear that, but they'll be like, nah, he's not serious. <laughs> he won't mean that when this yeah. and that happens. Yeah. He won't mean that when we're in love. Mm, that's that. Yep. Can't, can't fucking do that shit. You can't, you can't make your partner somebody that they aren't. Nope. Or, nope. Yeah. <laughs> as much as the fucking brain chemicals will may, may you think that you can. Mm-hmm. Lord knows I've tried. Oh, we, we all have. <laughs> I mean, that's just part of like existence. Like, oh, the brain chemicals are firing and give me a great attachment to this person. Cause that's all fucking love is, is a trick of mm-hmm. brain chemicals. <laughs> Like, it's the only socially acceptable addiction. It's not the only one, but yes. Being an alcoholic is still frowned upon. <laughs> like, yeah. Drinking socially acceptable. Being a full-blown, like, alcoholic, eh, not as socially acceptable. Being in love, fully socially acceptable. Supposed to be as addictive in the brain as cocaine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Like, there are only so many songs about being an alcoholic. There's a lot of love songs. Yeah, it's pretty pervasive. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the it's the ultimate um, alternate reality we all get to live in every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, she could never do me wrong. Brain chemicals, brain chemicals, brain chemicals. (laughs) Yep. And then, you know, yeah. Back to reality. Like, oh shit. Brain chemicals. You lied to me a lot there. (laughs) It really is like being in a fog. Like, like that, uh, that initial, that especially that initial phase where it's like intense and like, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's in the front of your brain and it's like hard to like make everything, everything reminds you. It's like, Oh, everything reminds you. You can't, you can't keep your hands off each other. Like, the fucking honeymoon. I live for the honeymoon phase. I am a honeymoon. <laughs> I live for that. That's shit. why people are serial monogamists. Like that's why people go like because just just to get off on that honeymoon shit. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the honeymoon, the honeymoon phase is fucking amazing. It is. Yeah, there's no other feeling like it. No, no, definitely not a socially acceptable one. No, and and that's the thing is just like those horrible times in life. It's one of those things that happens. It gets intense. And then it goes away and it stops and you just got to, yeah. Much like a lot of other horrible things in life, people can't cope with that either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because what you got to learn is like, you just got to live, you got to, you got to accept whatever is in front of you. And, and, you know, if it's good, then enjoy it while it's there. And then when it's gone, you know, it was going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like really easy to say and really hard to do. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Because it hurts. It, it hurts. hurts. One, you just don't want to accept reality in some situations. I've yeah. I've definitely had friends where like they're going through some messy fucking breakout and like it is so cut and dry to me like she is treating me like shit, bro. You need to get out. Yeah. And like, no. Yeah. And then like I've been that dude like where shit was going <laughs> sideways. And they're telling me, like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, no, I think I can give her another chance. Like, she'll come to, <laughs> she'll come to her senses. Like, 
Because I just need to fix. I just need my fix. I just need my I, fucking fix. I, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's extremely relatable. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a living human, that should be extremely relatable. Like, every, I don't know anyone who's just like, oh, yeah, first relationship knocked it out of the fucking park. We're doing this forever. I'm going to feel this way for the rest of my life with you. Right? I, I don't buy it. I, I really don't buy it. People are, yeah. And that's the thing about with love, you got to realize like people are just flawed and you just, you take them or leave them and, you know, they're wonderful. It's, it's a wonderful time and that's it. That's all you can, you can just like it while it's there and oh. hope it comes back, but. Hopefully. And <laughs> one of the things I, I appreciate about getting older is like, I've at least learned from experiences and like not fallen into the some of the stupid traps of youth. Where it's just like, oh, you're hot. Like I'm totally in. Like I, <laughs> I will fucking look the other way on fucking a bunch of red flags or mm-hmm. incompatibilities or things we don't have in common at all because you're hot. <laughs> yeah. And as an adult, it's just like, oh, that is a giant turnoff. We could be friends. It's cool. But <laughs> and you know if we can if you can cool casual sex I'm down with that too but we are not going to be romantically involved because I just cannot will not put myself like no no just can't no like, yeah yep <laughs> I I think that's an important life lesson that people really need to learn it's like <laughs> you got to look for like something beyond just like the surface like oh i want to fuck you therefore we must we must be trying to make this work yeah and like it's okay to fuck people because you want to fuck them and then not want to be with them because you know that that wouldn't be a good idea you know that's that's part of it because because people think like like when you're a kid and you're like what you learn about like sex and love and everything and you're like oh if i'm gonna have sex like oh i gotta really if, if I'm sexually attracted to this person, I must be like Into, romantically attracted yeah. to them too, right? Well, no, 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 like I would like to happily just rub genitals with you and go about my day. Like as long as <laughs> as long as we're both upfront about it. Like it, it's not cool when like you know, one party has like romantic feelings and the other party doesn't. You know? that's and that happens all the time. Yeah, but and as if it's happening unintentionally, like that, there's a way to deal with it. Yeah, yeah that's life. But if it's yeah. a, like a malicious, like, oh, I could fuck you because I know you're into me. Like, that's mm-hmm. not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. And it's also kind of not cool to be in like just a, just a, we're just friends with benefits. I promise we're just friends with benefits while you're like also being controlling or because you, because you have feelings that you can't like yeah. express, you know. At, at that point, shit or get off the pot. Like, exactly exactly you know, feelings fucking change like you know i definitely yeah. had long-term relationships that started off with just a like we're just fucking and then all of a sudden i woke up and I'm like oh man i'd be really bummed if she wasn't here right now fuck yeah like, i think that's a normal thing to happen it it is it is absolutely a normal thing to happen and like for the audience out there it's a normal thing to happen for people that are sex workers too like it's not just like mm-hmm. you know don't think that like because sex workers have sex for work that they don't have feelings we're just putting that out there (laughs) 
Yeah. When I, when I fuck on camera, I don't, I, you know what, actually it's been so cool because since I've started fucking on camera, I've literally gotten to like kind of know my sexuality better because now I can, I get this safe opportunity to be like, I'm going to fuck this person. I'm going to enjoy it. Like I'm going to enjoy this fuck. But I also know that I have no obligation to mm. message them, to talk to them, to compliment them. So, like, I don't have – this is just sex. Hell, it might <laughs> I mean, be weird if you did sex. those things. It might be yeah, weird. Yeah, exactly. But- exactly. This is, like – I'm, like – fuck yeah I get like I get to just enjoy this and to be fair it's work it's not just sex it's not you know because you know maybe you don't even really like the person or maybe it's not as fun as you wanted because you're not in a very fun (laughs) place and maybe you know there's a lot of factors going on that could make it not as fun as regular sex like any other fucking job you may show up on Sunday having a fucking shit day but you still have to show up to fucking work exactly yeah or yeah yeah, all kinds of different factors can 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 convene, but 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 the idea is like it's just been kind of cool because you know it's like oh I don't have to like have a whole fucking emotional attachment to a person in order to get that like just bone in you know. Well, and you don't have to navigate their emotional attachment too because you could very easily walk into a situation yeah. and be like, oh, I just want to get laid tonight, but you still have to navigate like if you're being a responsible person, their potential emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. Where this yep. is like. Oh, we came, have a good life. See you on yeah. the next one. Yeah. And if you end up like being weird and pestering me and I detect that you are attached in a weird way, then I'm, it's pretty easy for me to be like, okay, dude, weird, but we were just working together. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and welcome to my no list. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Probably not going to work with you again because that was weird. Um, and that's it. Yeah. That's- and if you're male talent, like getting, you know, attached to all your fucking scene partners, you're not going to be around very long. No, no. And also, how would you do that? If you, like, that's a lot of scene partners to be getting emotionally attached to. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I guess know. it happens, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure it happens. I mean, it happens for some people. Like, I don't know. I've I've never wanted that job. Not once. Never <laughs> wanted it. I, I feel it's part of my what I credit to, like, my longevity and, like, being part of the industry is like day one. I never wanted that job. So like when I started hanging out with people like, Oh no, I want to do production. I want to make movies. Like I don't want to be a fucking performer day one. Yeah. So like people took me seriously. I'm like, Oh, you know, you you're here to work. Like exactly. Exactly. That's how, yeah. People, pe- we in the industry, you cannot be in this industry to get your dick wet. No. I mean, some people do. I mean, p- people certainly do, but I, you know, and, and, and that, that goes for, that goes for me too. You know, I'm not, I'm not like in it for the fucking, you know, it's been like a nice extra perk, right. you know, <laughs> it's like, Oh shit, I can enjoy this. This is fun. You know, I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know that I could really like get into, you know, sex with a stranger <laughs> essentially. And, um, but but no, you cannot make it in this industry if you are just going in to get laid. I mean, to be, I mean, I guess if you know the right people and you're connected, maybe, but. No, I mean, you're still, nah. Because at the end of the day, male talent's there to be a prop. Like. Yeah, until, okay, the, the, it's just like, if you're in there for too long, sometimes it can be hard to, like, 
it's like it's like once you're famous enough, you can get away with so much. Well, you know? and, but that, that's a problem with the industry that you know still needs to be tackled. And yeah, that's just a and and that is something that's like getting better, and also something that exists in like all industries. Um, that's not like a uniquely porn situation, right? But like, if you're just starting, if you're starting out, like we talk, you know. Oh yeah, porn we is, talk. Porn we, is high school. Yeah, like if you if somebody has a bad experience with you, we know, and if you have a good experience with somebody, we also know. Like we share we share that info. Oh yeah, this 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 industry is one hundred percent high school. It is gossiping with fucking. It's what it is. Like. <laughs> There's a reason Pornhub gave out Letterman jackets. Like, I love my Letterman jackets so much. And maybe it's because I was terrible at my high school when I was in high school. <laughs> Finally, a high school I can make sense in, one where I can be a slut. <laughs> right? Where you're ashamed if you're not a slut. Right? How weird. <laughs> I can be, I can be, well, also I'm, I'm a lot cooler now than I, than I was in high school. I care a lot less. Well, then that's an important life lesson too. Shit. Yep. Like I yep. wish someone had told me in high school, like uh, these people's opinions super don't matter. And you're not even going to remember their names in five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and let alone ten. And ten will be here before you fucking know it. Yep. Yep. And then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, I guess. That's why I was never wearing scarves because that one person said every time I did, said my scarves were stupid. What was that person's name? What did they look like? Yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking remember. That was a stupid thing. Well, and that's just one of those things where, like, why did our parents never fucking tell us that? Oh, my parents did tell me that. I just didn't didn't understand it. You know, like you can be told things when you're a kid. That doesn't mean that they make sense. That doesn't mean that you internalize it. Well, and uh, yeah, and I'm so far removed from it at this point that I very well may have been told that I just fucking forgot. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You got some. You got to learn. You got to go through it to figure out. So you got to go through it. You got to yeah, find it, out your personal experience. Unfortunately. One hundred percent. One hundred percent, Cody. Though. We were it's late. It is late. We've been at this for over two hours already. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a talker. I just Oh no, no, no. I mean, this is normally a two-hour show, so like Oh, okay. And, cool. and we could definitely keep going for a while. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not, I am literally just doing gonna call last call because of like runtime and shit. Like not makes that sense. I, not that I want to exit the conversation in any way, shape, or form. We should sign out. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna do last call. Where can they find you on the things? On the things. You can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore Vores. That's C-O-D-I underscore V-O-R-E. And I also have a like goofy Twitter that's um for that doesn't have nudes. Um, in case you want one that you can check at work. <laughs> that one is only if you have a lame job. Good job. You can yeah. Check, you can check all the pornography you want. Exactly. Um, and this one is uh, Cody Vor SFW. So it's C O D I V O R E S F W. Um, I'm on TikTok, Cody.Vor. Um, I'm on many vids and I'm on OnlyFans and I'm on Pornhub. Those are like the three main sites that you can probably find my stuff on. Um, and I'm also on browsers and I'm on reality Kings and I'm on bang bros. And, um, you know, if you like view those and like them, I don't know, 
that's that that helps me get gigs in the future. So that's a nice thing. That's, you can also request anyway. her from you know, your favorite companies, all that fun shit. Yeah, yeah, request me because I don't have an agent. So, you know, I, I do all my booking on my own. So it, it really helps if you let let people know, you know, like, hey, this shit, Cody, I heard you're talking about suicide and <laughs> I'd really like to see her get railed. <laughs> she was talking about suicide and like, you know, maybe having kids one day. It really turns me on. That's that that is my fetish right there. Those two <laughs> those two points are my fetish. Please book her. I am going to fu- shoot fat fat ropes. Please book her. Yeah. I just keep counting on that being marketable and that being like an okay business strategy. It's been working so far. So fuck yeah. And really it was the weird cartoons that put me over the top. Like it was right. It's the, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. She's like weirdly into animation. God. Mm. Hell Gotta yeah. Come to her jugs and <laughs> right. Have tweet to her about her, it in the morning. Have to tweet her about painting her face. I'm going to get a bunch of fucking tweets now. Damn it. Awesome. Awesome. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on fi- Fuck. I'm fucking up my own sign off. Good times. You can find me. <laughs> Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer find the podcast at and now we drink on twitter and now we drink underscore on instagram it's been a while since i fucked up a sign off these things happen till next time drink up motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs>